Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife. Uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting out of the bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live here on uh, Facebook. It is Thursday night, December the 17th, 2020. We're the podcast of the millennium. We have tons to talk about this week, including the fix is in and what the hell is a Firefly Inferno match. But first, make sure you go to our website, threecountthursday.com. Find all of our social media links, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. We have our Collar and Elbow brand deal. 10% off each order. Store at our CollarAndElbowBrand.com using promo code 3COUNT. Our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash 3COUNTTHURSDAY. Our home network, of course, and GSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We also stream daily at LeapSports.com. Ryan, that would be... (laughs) Ryan, that would be... (laughs) Why, why does he have to do that to me? Ryan, stay focused. Why is he L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com? Thank you. That's the one. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know why you're upset with Matt just speaking facts. I don't understand why you uh, why we, why you would be upset about things I like that. I get it. People don't like Chronic. A Chronic was good. Thank you. In, in, what, in what universe was he good? Did you watch twenty the two thousands WCW? Probably not. If we're being okay, all right. If we're being a hundred percent honest about it, <laughs> I, there was I, no tag team cooler in WCW in the year two thousand than Chronic. Their theme song was garbage. I agree. Theme song was trash. Shane McMahon. My fucking ah. look, dude. Ah. I had your fucking back. You said it was the best in the world! 
If this finishes, Notre Dame loses to Clemson this weekend. I'm, he said it. I didn't. Uh, Notre Dame's loss is now on Jim. No, that's not true at all, actually. I don't think it's it is you. anyway. I put that out there. You let it play out. I couldn't hear it over the uh, the the glorious uh, the vocals of, of Greg Hamilton. Uh, what's up to Devin, to Scotty, to the Ringsiders, uh, to Rodney, to everybody else joining us live. If you're following us live, Please give it a like, give it a share. Let uh, get more people in here, uh, as many as possible. We would appreciate that, of course. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's go around the room. Ryan, how you doing? So good. Good, good. Uh, Tim, how you doing? I'm gonna be better in about five minutes when my pizza gets delivered through that door. I'm gonna eat. God damn it. Uh, Matt. How you doing? Doing well. Um, enjoying a double blizzard of hops today since I shoveled like 17 feet of snow uh, out of my driveway. So, um, yeah, feeling all right now. Very good. Intern Mark. How you doing? Well, I'll tell you what. Gail wore me up last day and a half here. She's a very hard woman to please. I'm sure. I'm ready for a nap. Very good. Yeah. Um, Tim, did you guys get snow in, in Maryland? I kind of kept. Oh, yes, we did. You got you got some down there? Yeah, our entire driveway is just a, sh- a block of ice. Ooh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, we kept our we kept like our walkway and our porch like taken care of. But our driveway is like gravel and grass. Okay. So there's nothing we can really do other than like go out there with the hair dryers and like blow it. Dry <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It. Um. So I like I did because because the street the street we live on is kind of like a side street. So, um, I park on the on the street. My wife parks in the driveway. I thought this year like I'm gonna bring home two sheets of plywood and I'm gonna park in the front yard so that the plow. We'll be able to cut right to the curb. Brilliant, Jim. Yeah. Brilliant strategy. What uh, what I did not foresee happening, um, because the the town I live in now um, has snow emergency routes, which is like one of the streets around the corner, so like people can't park on the street there. Somebody came and parked Uh-oh. right next to my like in the gap between my driveway and my neighbor's driveway. So they were kind of able to cut towards most of my curb, but had to like wind out. So I still had to, to shovel out in front of the driveway today. So, which is of course the lightest and most fluffiest of snows. (laughs) I mean, so to be fair, like at least for me and for most of mine, like of, of everyone that work that lives here, 80% 80% of us work from home. So like shoveling things out doesn't really matter to us, but the other person works for the city and he had okay. to work a six to six last night, driving around, plowing all this snow and 
I felt Ugh. for the kid. Oh, I like I'm not I'm obviously I'm not mad at the at the plow guy. The plow guy is doing his uh, job. The plow guy is the only guy you know the plow guy is the only guy that belongs at work. Yeah. Everybody else needs to close down. Um but, but, but whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah, everybody whoa, down, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shut everything whoa. down. Shut the arcades Shut down. down. Shut no, everything wait, down. Wait no, wait. sir. No, sir. Hold I on. need I need a hoagie and some wow, wings wow, inside. Wow. Well, what do we got there? <laughs> um, no. I know a few places that are open. Uh, you, you probably do. You got the, you got the the uh, the Patriots over there in uh, in the, in Elizabethtown, don't you, Mark? <laughs> it's mostly if you go towards Mannheim. I think that's where most of the Patriots are. Yeah. Oh, yep. there's a few. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds but... that sounds about right. Mannheim is very patriotic. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They, yes, they are. Um, you know, spend the Tuesday at Roots and you'll see that. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Um, let's see. Scotty says when he lived in PA, uh, the the plow destroyed their mailbox every year for twelve years. Oof, yeah, that's no good. Um, but Sorry, yeah, I, don't, I just think the plow driver didn't like your family. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, that happened to me once at our old house, and it was a bitch to dig the post out of the ground and then put in a new one. I believe that. So, I want to replace our mailbox so bad at our house, just hit it with something. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like but... I want a really cool mailbox, that's what I want. Yeah, once once we do, there's a, a construction job that we were going to do on the house this year that uh, we're hope, hoping to do next year. Uh, that that I hope to have a a we, like we have a mail slot in the door. I, I th- still think I'd like I'd like to have a mailbox myself. I like a mailbox, but uh, I like to slide firecrackers in your mail slot and light them on fire. You do, you do like to do that, and I'm not a huge fan of that, but. Dude, uh, you didn't appreciate it last time at all. No, no, it uh, it made a lot of mess. It made a lot of noise. It scared the dog. Like I on the floor, did talk shit on the floor. I shit <laughs> my pants. Like it just sheet my drawers. <laughs> sheet my drawers. Uh, it just wasn't lots, fun. It just wasn't lots fun. And lots of caca. So let's uh, let's kick it in here with our uh, weekly segment. Uh, for what? What's the date today? The seventeenth. Seventeenth. That's the one. Uh, no birthdays today. Actually, December Nobody the seventeenth. Nobody had a birthday today. But uh, tomorrow, I did see Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday. So I'm somebody's got to have a birthday today. I'm gonna find out who's got a birthday today. You keep going. I say, find me a birthday today. Um, but uh, we go all the way back to 1994. Oh, ECW held their second annual Holiday Hell event at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia in front of 800 fans. Uh, The show featured eight matches and was headlined by the Public Enemy, defeating Sabu and the Tasmaniac for the ECW World Tag Team Championship. 1995 WWF held... uh, Yes, Tim, we'll go to you. Eugene was born today in 1975. Like wrestler Eugene or Eugene Levy? Eugene Levy was also. Born I'll say today. Levy. I know Levy was born because I heard that on Preston Steve. Wow, they did not have that on uh, on the site where I look up wrestler birthdays. So happy birthday, Eugene! 
Nick Dinsmore. Nick Dinsmore, happy is birthday. Alongside of 40, he is 45. Ooh, yeah. Is He's getting old. The 1990. Today too. <laughs> oh, there we go. Nin- Pac-Man. 1995. WWF held their fifth in-your-house pay-per-view, which is uh, retroactively titled "Seasons Beatings" from the Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania, in front of 7,289 fans, including myself and including one intern. Mark, I, I think I point this way to get to intern. Mark, this way. This I way, there, I remember one of the ways. Intern Mark, <laughs> um, seven thousand two hundred eighty-nine fans. The show featured three dark matches, six main card matches, and was main evented by Bret Hart defeating the British Bulldog to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. You can uh, hear uh, me and Matt and Ryan watching the Arkansas Hog Pen match. Uh, with a uh, watch along in uh, in our archive, so uh, feel free to check that out when we're not currently live. Uh, then we go to the year two thousand. WCW held their eighteenth annual and final uh, Starcade, produced by WCW from the MCI Center in Washington D.C. in front of six thousand five hundred and ninety six fans. The show featured ten matches and was main evented by Scott Steiner defeating Sid Vicious to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, then we go to 2005. Ring of Honor Final Battle 2005 was held at the Inman Sports Club in Edison, New Jersey. The main event was Kenta defeating Loki to retain the GHC Junior Heavyweight title. That, that match still fucking slaps. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Nice. Like, this is back before Loki went nuts. Yeah, he is it's nuts. Kenta in shape, like, oh my god, dude. banger! And I think also on this card was, um, Naomichi Marafuji versus. <sighs> bless you. Who did Who did Marafuji fight? He fought somebody. Doink the clown. I want to say Christopher Daniels. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Brian Danielson. I've heard of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then we go to 2006. On this day. WWE held their Armageddon pay-per-view from the Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia, in front of 8,200 fans. The show is produced by the SmackDown brand. Had seven matches, and the main event was Batista and John Cena defeating King Booker's Court King Booker and Finley uh, in a tag team match. Uh, Tim, we have a question. Uh, is there pineapple on that pizza? What do I look like to you? <laughs> there you go. There's your answer. There is the pep. There are the toppings on a pizza on my pizza: pepperoni and bacon. Mm, that sounds like a tasty pizza. All right, that's and, the pizza. And then we go to uh, 2018. On this day. Vince, Stephanie, and Shane McMahon, along with Triple H, held their highly talked about You Are the Authority segment on Monday Night Raw from Sacramento, California. And those were the events that occurred. December the 17th in pro wrestling history. Um, so now, Matt, I, I, I know that, that you are not a meat eater. Um, what is your... What is your proper pizza toppings? Like what? What would be at the top of your list? 
Um, so mine are, are more vegetable based. Uh, it's typically for me, mushroom, black olive and onion mm. on mine. It sounds tasty. Ryan, um, cheese, plain. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy a plain cheese pizza. Bottle caps. <laughs> I, I do smash. I do smash bottle caps. Um, I usually throw away um, my utensils and everything afterward, so I don't have to do the dishes. Um, no, I, I'm a sausage guy. I like sausage on a pizza. Um, <laughs> oh my! I, I'm I'm gonna I'm a so, I'm gonna. Get that clip uh, and, and get it on the soundboard for sure. Anybody here order a big sausage pizza? <laughs> gonna, yeah. That one's like, gonna. Be... I like the crumbly sausage. I like the dicey sausage. <laughs> the choppy chops, uh, so good. I love choppy sausage on a sauce pizza. Sauce. Um, I like the round sausages. Tim, where where is that uh, where is that pizza from? Give the uh, established Pats down uh, down in Maryland. It turned yeah, I feel like every town has a fucking Pat's Pizza. Though. It's the same chain. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yep, they stretch. Just everybody, every single one I'm of them. I'm not that far away from you guys. There's I'm like, a Pat's. There's a Pat's in Lancaster. I'm literally like an hour away from you guys. Uh, it feels like forever. I say that. <laughs> especially, especially. I mean, Ryan. You know, it, it, it's it's not just past the outlets to Philadelphia, and you're in another state. That might as well be. That might as well be across an ocean for Ryan. You know what? Here's the deal. It's usually about a three and a half hour trip down to Delaware, so uh, that's what I assume everything south is. So, <laughs> and you, like, if Ryan, it's all yeah. about three hours. And if Ryan's getting to Maryland, he's he's going to the beach. <laughs> and I took and I took the wrong turn, or I'm just sneaking into the <laughs> to the little island at Ocean City. Speaking we went to that Ellsworth show, didn't we? Once that was in that was yeah. in Maryland, right? Was, yeah, right across the bridge. Yeah. Speaking of Delaware, Ryan, have you had the Mama Grotto pizza yet? I have. That fucker was delicious, it and it gave me some of the worst heartburn I've ever had. <laughs> um, and I was burping garlic and oil for like three days, but goddamn, that was delicious. It that is, is the best have... grotto pizza I've ever had. I'm not as big of a grotto proponent as you two are, but that one, I think with the thicker crust to make up for the abundance of sauce that they always put on the pizza. That is very correct. Made it so much better. The, the chunky tomatoes, it is an experience. Yeah. The, this... I prefer their, like, boneless wings. They have the Grand Slam, Grand Slam sauce. sauce is delicious. That was really, really good. Um, I don't know. And I'll get, like, a sandwich sometimes. They have, like, an extra cheesy cheesesteak. I know you're really big into cheesesteaks, Matt, so you ought to try that one time. Yeah. <laughs> I do uh, I do have to check out that Mama Grotta, though. Um, oh, Jim, that'll move I can't your... wait. I can't wait to go to West Virginia. There's a banging pizza place over there called DeCarlo's. Oh, this is they the place you always talk about. Like the Mama Grotto. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But it's, like, pizza. a whole, like... Just a whole sheet tray Big, giant... And, like, the way they cook it is weird. Like, they cook it just the crust and sauce. <clears throat> so it's crust and sauce in the oven. It gets cooked. They bring it out. Then they put the cheese on the hot pizza mm. okay. and the toppings and then close the box and send you on your way. I could get behind that. I mean, so put it this way. melts I mean... from the... It, pizza. No, it's, it's, I was very skeptical, and then I had one, and then I had four. 
<laughs> in a three-day trip, I ate four pizzas. That sounds pretty damn good. I have a good. problem. That it's sounds pretty good. I don't have any DiCarlo's here. <laughs> um, intern Mark, what is your uh, go-to pizza topping? I'll tell you what, I like uh, the green peppers. I'm a green pepper fan, and I hate to admit it. I do like ham and pineapple on pizza, too. But just ham and pineapple, not mixed with anything else. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not opposed to uh I'm not opposed to to the the Hawaiian pizza although I've heard that pepperoni and pineapple is greater than ham and pineapple. Uh I chick- that. I I ordered a chicken and pineapple. Someone here in the house ordered chicken and pineapple. Okay. That sounds really good. Yeah, I could go for that. Um, Mark, what was what was I heard you broke up a little bit. It was green peppers and and Hershey kisses. <laughs> green peppers and Hershey kisses. Is that? Okay. Please. If you put the kisses on there right when they come out of the oven, it melts just right. It's like one of those cookies, right? Jeez, um. Oh, it's like one of the cookies. It's so good. Now, Mark, do you also like the the pizza-flavored Kit Kats that they came out with? They're pretty tasty. They had them up at uh, Chocolate World. They they had a flavor, like little ones with some pepperoni flavor in it. They were a little different, but the cheese ones were pretty good. Let me tell you the best thing you could have ever got at a Chocolate World, and I'm sure they still have them. Or the macadamia nut Hershey kisses. Why do you got to? Why do you got to be a dick? Oh, they don't have them anymore. Why are you a dick? They were were Shane McMahon. Wait, I can't do it again. I can't do it again. (laughs) Don't do it. Here comes the money. I mean, I got to do something. Money talks. Here comes the money. Obviously not, because we all want to buy the macadamia (laughs) nuts. Well, I I mean, I, I told you guys that was Mark's doing. They. That was an experimental thing. They were like, let's run this as a test product and let's see if our number one customer buys into this. And Mark bought a single bag for himself and they needed at least five to green light this moving forward. And, you know, there's four others of us in this group. We do a Christmas exchange every year. Not this year because we're not going to be able to get together, but um, you know, a perfect time for someone to, to give a nice sweet treat. You know, the holidays, everyone likes to snack. Um, just didn't happen. So they were like, you know what? If Mark's not going to buy more than one bag of these, what's the point? And they scrapped it. I'd like to go no! on record was... right this minute, speaking of Christmas exchanges, and let everybody know I was such a good boy. And like back in March, got everybody their T-shirt. <laughs> and I've sat on them all fucking year, and it chaps my ass <laughs> that that this was the year that I was so prepared with everybody's Christmas gift early that uh, I'll, you guys are going to get two year old t shirts next year. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let the record state that I haven't done a single moment of Christmas shopping. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I I'm not Christmas. Oh, that's a good beer, Matt. I am not Christmas shopping this year um, because of the obvious, but sure. uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody! Uh, you know, in, enjoy it. <laughs> uh, it's what night of Hanukkah is this? Is this uh, night I think four it's or over five tomorrow? I, is it? Yeah, I, I thought it's seven yeah, I think so. tonight. And happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party's so lame. <laughs> 
<laughs> it ends tomorrow. Yeah, this is day seven. This is night so seven. What's the, what's the, on the seventh day of Hanukkah? Oh, Hanukkah. Give to me, me. A did, goddamn dreidel. Did you, Jesus Christ. Now I'm like one. Something dreidel spinning has to be one of the, the gifts in the song. Um, de- I got seven pencils. Devin, yeah. it's the it's the big the five dreidels spinning. De- Devin's pizza topping is uh, extra cheese, bacon, and pepperoni. So he's he's right there with you, Tim. Um, I would have thought Devin would have been like mustard and tuna. I would like to give myself I would like to give myself credit for actually spelling Hanukkah correctly today. Very good. You know, it's a very difficult word to spell. You know, like the the. <laughs> Like they have the celebrity cameo things that you can buy. Did you guys hear? I think it was uh, Smokey Robinson. Um, Smokey Robinson did. Uh, somebody ordered a, a, a Hanukkah greeting from Smokey Robinson, and he wished them a, a happy Chinooka. <laughs> <laughs> and, he go, and he goes, I don't know what Chinooka is, but hope you have a good one. <laughs> so... You can buy a cameo from Floyd Money Mayweather for a thousand dollars. Money well spent. Why? <laughs> well, Snoop Dogg is twelve hundred. That's insane. Mark. The Wu- the entire Wu Tang Clan is three hundred and sixty dollars. I think that's an investment for the podcast. That is. I mean, cash does rule everything around them. That is true. That's true. I'm gonna let me try and find five bucks. Well, Mark, how much was the cameo that you got from Bowser for Andy, the winner of Weinberg? That was, uh, I still owe uh, Bowser $5 for that. <laughs> uh, he didn't have change for a 20. So he yeah. told me uh, just not to worry about it. I said, I'll get you next spring, and that's three years ago. Oh, Brent, you, Brent you the Hitman Hart. 10, 50 cent pieces at this point, right? From Ross. All right, hold on. Let me, let me, I think, I think I got it. Hey, yeah, Michael. I, I, how you cue doing? it up. Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jera, and they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me, and gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is. But happy Chinooka, because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> enjoy oh Chinooka. <laughs> enjoy Chinooka. That's so I actually, I actually booked. That's that's the uh, the resort that I booked uh, when we're going to West Virginia. We're actually staying at Chinooka. Oh, okay. It's right outside. Chinooka. It's right outside of Wheeling. There you Chinooka. go. I, I, you know what? If, if there it's was a town. Stars. If there was a town Chinooka in West Virginia, I probably wouldn't even be surprised. There is a town. There is a town in West Virginia that is called Man, Man, oh. West Virginia. If you if, if you miss the traffic light, you have missed Man, West Virginia. By the way, maybe they got a second one since I was there last. It was when I was in high school. Um, okay. What did you do when you were in Man, Jim? I was down there for inside Man. <laughs> uh, I was like in the middle of Man. No I one's s- ever really oh, okay. deep inside, man. Yeah, no, it was. I was. Did you spend the night in man. Uh, I spent a few nights in man, actually. Uh, oh, you did. I, yeah, I, I ate pizza in man. I slept in man. Um, I, I, wor- know, I actually worked. I worked really hard. Toppings on that pizza. 
Um, actually, I think it was just pepperoni. Uh, I had pepperoni salty, pizza, huh? man. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely salty. <laughs> uh, I heard that the, Remember the, name of the city, the city motto for man is, uh, there's no embrace like a man. The, actually, that would that I, I I don't I don't recall, but but that you might be right. It's there, I I mean I saw you buy the shirt. I worked really hard in man as well. That feels like one of those damn Hollywood Squares questions. The what? Because that could be right. That absolutely could be like their town motto. Yeah, I know. I like that. That's why I. I it, it's possible. And I feel like Gilbert Godfrey would be like, I think that's right. <laughs> and um, and then as soon as they say, I agree, he just screams, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Uh, okay. Well, now that we've uh, we've taken a trip in and out of man and learned that Ryan is a sausage guy. Um, the, this <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, let's revisit that again. Um if anybody wants to, I'll tell you. There's one Christmas movie that's a goddamn train wreck. Oh, is that a? Are you making a oh, funny Ryan? So, is the animation in Polar Express creepier than the like Year Without Santa Claus Rudolph stop motion animation? Yeah, I love I love uh, I love that animation. I don't I don't I don't really find the Polar Express animation creepy. I just think I just think the Polar Express is not a good movie. Hmm. It's a good book. Sure, I don't read. If the book was good enough, they'd make it a movie. They, I mean, they did. (laughs) They did. I was going to say. I'm pretty sure that's the thing that that doesn't mean that all movies based on books are good. Like Harry Potter series, questionable. Like you, you Twilight, amazing. Wow. I, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I say I don't. Uh, I I can't. I can't validate that. Or, or did anybody well, read the book? Not another teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? Yes. The yeah. one of the characters' dad dies in the chimney during Christmas, and they never talk about it again. Like, yes. Right, just like Batman Returns. Is a Batman Christmas. Returns a Christmas movie? Yes. Accurate. Um, so like Tim last week, you, you, you had a, you had a very passionate, strong case about why you did not like a Christmas story. So what, what is, what is your case against a Polar Express? I, did, I, I, I don't feel like, I don't like it. I don't hate it. Okay. But I just, so you're just not a fan as opposed to like a, a, a hatred of Christmas story. Soundtrack is on point. Like if I'm driving through Christmas lights somewhere, like a botanical gardens or whatever, and you put the Polar Express deal on, just have Josh Groban just sing all these offshoot Christmas songs at me, and I'm fine. That's you, fair. You made kind of a disgusted face there, Ryan. What's what's? No, the, it just sounds like you're a Josh Groban fan. I mean, I do like Josh Groban. He's. I mean, who does? He's he's sultry, and he has sung voice. his way into my. He sung his way into my heart. So we I mean, had—he's no, no Michael Bublé, but he's a very good Christmas. I mean, Bublé. who is? If we're being honest, right? Um, if you and speaking of Michael Bublé, if you've never seen the SNL sketch Ham and Bubbly, Jingle Bells, do that Jingle when you're Bells. done watching this show. So Charlie is contesting Gremlins as a Christmas movie, 
He uh, says it, he said it's not. He said it, it takes place during Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. So Charlie, I'm going to fire back at you. Are you one of these people that dares to be wrong and say that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie? Uh, I'll wait for your answer as we hit that point um, so, in the so show. Bad Santa then would not be a Christmas movie, correct? By 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 this logic, there's a lot of Christmas movies that just a aren't Christmas movies shit during Christmas time, right? Is that right? So yeah, so like about, I mean, that, with it, in the end, it has more so the the message of Christmas, I think, um, than you know a film like Gremlins would, but. And it's got Fortune Feimster in it. Right. <laughs> so there is a wonder. I'm actually going to link this article. It's from my affinity of movie theaters. I am a regal snob. Okay. Okay. I love. I can't wait for movie theaters to open back up. I will pay for the regal pass or whatever it costs once it reopens. Because I'm going to go to the movies so much. I'm going to have to get a temporary address. <laughs> i'm just gonna be take i'm gonna be taking my laptop to work asking for the wi-fi and working through about four movies a day working at the theater yeah like sir where do you work i work at the regal down the street what do you do oh i work for customer service for a computer uh, a tech company that helps nonprofits raise money it's like well that's huh? not a movie theater <laughs> so the the article in question is basically stating the evidence for and against Gremlins being a Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, if the overall mo- if the movie's overall setting is not enough to persuade you, um, the whole town is wrapped up for the holidays in lights and decor. A one, it's a Wonderful Life is playing on the TV. Even the premise of the movie is set around a Christmas gift. Which right. Gizmo, is Gizmo was a gift, right? Right. Gizmo is a gift. Uh after some negligence and high maintenance of the fuzzball, uh, blah, 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 it get the town gives you constant reminders of the season, including Gizmo playing on a keyboard in a Santa hat and the evil gremlin singing Christmas carols and getting jolly at a local bar. If Regal says that Gremlins is a Christmas movie, then it's a Christmas movie. What's Charlie's favorite uh, topic on a pizza? Hot dogs and cornflakes? Like, <laughs> fucking, uh... I love you, Charlie. You're the best. I do too. He's a good guy. Too Always. Sweet. Um, he's, a, he's a VA boy too. You know, so, but um, yeah, he'll get this reference. I think he'll get this reference if I drop bang a lot of guys in the chain. If I drop that, I think he picks it up. Um. So yeah, like I'm, I'm right with you, Tim. Like I. I just you know last year got back into going to the like for years i just hadn't gone to many movies went to a couple last year and was like i really love going to see movies at a theater and then fucking covid happened so i'm I'm gonna be right there with you we got a local theater here Cupid's uh, isn't a theater jim you have to pay to I, watch the movies there but it's not a theater oh, before that, we actually wait, get it, talking about wrestling it's not? i have a question yes tim movie theaters reopen and you have your choice. Santa's Little Helper. Of the first movie you get to watch in theaters. You're choosing Santa's Little Helper? <laughs> Fuck it, of course not. <laughs> the Christmas bounty was far superior. I say, aren't you watching one of the, the Marine movies with the Miz, Ryan? Isn't that with- Which one? There's so many of them. Um, wow, first movie that I can watch in a theater. You can pick from any movie. Are you going to watch Ru- Are you going to pick Rudy? 
No, no, because I really only watch On the big screen, you can really see that he was offsides. It ruins the whole fucking thing. Oh, what an asshole. Um, Fuck. Um, Assuming it's during a hockey season, I'm going to go Slapshot. Because I've never seen Slapshot in a theater. I have seen Rudy in a theater, even as an adult, for its 25th uh, anniversary. Matt, I'd like to know your answer to this question. Um, I, I think it would be twofold here. So if we're just talking IMAX experience, then Inception, I think, is a movie that you have to experience in the IMAX screen. But if you're going more 3D, and I never experienced this, and I heard I really missed out, you have to go and see Gravity in 3D. So if I get the choice to see Gravity in 3D, I would go do that since I missed out on it the first time. Uh, Charlie, the question was, uh, when movie theaters reopen, what's the movie that you pick to watch? Any movie. You can pick any movie. What's the movie you pick to watch uh, in a theater? Uh, Tim, since you asked the question, what is your answer to this? Well, as Tim's mid-bite, I'll, I'll interject here and say that when they did the Sorry, re-release at the other of screen. Jurassic Park in 3D, they also put it on the screen in just like regular 2D on the big screen. So to go back like as an adult and see Jurassic Park on the big screen was a ton of fun. So my my thought process on my favorite movie has changed over time. And so I'm going to pick my my current favorite movie of all time. And it is the oh my god. Okay, I got it. It is the Jeremy Renner and I believe it's Amy Adams um, film called Arrival. Okay. I I love Arrival. Like if I could get that the theater experience again, because it's it's dark and gloomy for the most part. Um, a lot of like ambient sounds that you pick up a much better in a theater experience. Um, just seeing that again, it reminds me that I'm actually due to watch the movie again. Nice, nice, Ryan. I assume not another teen movie. Uh, that would be up there for sure. I mean, if it's a movie that I've already seen in theaters, um, I mean, it can be any movie. It could be uh, a new movie. I think I think Jurassic Park's a great choice. I've never saw that in theaters. It's one of my one of my favorite films. I like the entire franchise. Um, so I would probably say I would probably say the first Jurassic Park. I think that still holds up today for sure um i remember i saw like twister in in the theaters that was really cool with all like the like tim has said like all the sounds that you really heard and picked up um i saw that at like the effort of maine in like the second row so i was like up the whole time but uh you know i would probably enjoy that again yeah jurassic park would be a good one i i as a kid and now keep in mind my brother is three years older than me we went to see jurassic park multiple times and we had to leave during the movie every time because he got scared. And I like, I was like, "Can we stop bringing him?" <laughs> like, I want to. I like when in the theaters, I never saw the end of the movie because we kept leaving. Like, you know, when you hear the and the the water's rippling and stuff. Like, I never got to see. So, like, the, the when we were going home from like the second or third time, I was like, "Stop bringing him!" Like, let me go and let me see the end of the movie. But to this day, has Sean seen the end of Jurassic Park? I don't know. I I need to. I do need to ask him that. I don't know if he ever has. But yeah, he he always got freaked out. 
Um, in it sounds term- a lot like my experiences with um, with the Christmas story. Uh, not just because somebody was scared. I just never watched it because it sucks. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. After the first short story, I was like, yeah, "Oh, that's good. right, the fucking lamp leg." Ah, I'm out of here. Uh, Devin says Guardians of the Galaxy. Charlie says uh, Matrix or Rogue One. Uh, Scotty says Derek Carr is apparently out. Uh, I guess he got hurt. Uh, intern Mark, what would be your uh, what would be your movie? And then we promise we will get to talking about wrestling. E.T. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say E.T. <laughs> yeah, good choice. There it is. E.T. is a good one. Or uh, I have a lot of fond memories of going to see Groundhog's Day and Wayne's World at the old uh, Dutch Wonderland movie theater. Yeah, I think wow, I saw that. Wow. Wonderland movie theater. Holy hell. I think I saw Dumb and Dumber yeah. there. They had a very good arcade at that one. Like, this was before, like, you got the arcades like they have at Regal now. So they had like more than one game that like didn't work half the time. They had at least like five <laughs> of them. And one of them was a shooting game, I think. So it was like when you went to the Dutch Wonderland Theater, you were like, I get to play some video games beforehand too. Or like when my mom went to see Bridges of Madison County and I got out of whatever I saw early, I could spend like 30 minutes. Hell yeah, that was the way to do it. Mm-hmm. That uh that that was definitely the uh the way to do it. Did uh did that Dutch Wonderland area maybe not the same building, but they had like a wax museum there, I thought. Yeah, yeah. They closed that up too. The wax museum's going. I remember they were selling the wax figures and uh they were just creepy. Yeah. How many did you buy? <laughs> I was gonna say that that feels like something that you would purchase. Bowser, uh, uh... <laughs> Yeah, believe me, I got uh I had a lot of friends send me the links to buy the wax figures. Yeah, that's 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 a little much. Like, I may I, or may not have a few. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I that, that's something that I that's a piece of like memorabilia that I don't think I could I could have in my house. Those, those things, like I can go to a wax museum, but but that, that's creepy. That'd be creepy right. to. It's got to be blow up for you to bring it home, right? Oh, no, of course. It, you got to be able to deflate the thing, obviously. Oh, like- all the movie theaters when we were growing up are now gone, correct? Like, it's just Regal and Penn in the Lancaster area. Yeah, Maine's still open. Is Maine Isn't still there open? the new one? Um, Penn, Penn owns Maine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Penn Cinema bought Maine. It's called, like, the new Maine now, and they, they redid it, but it is still at the same location. Because they Isn't, had, like, the... Sorry, go ahead, Tim. No, I thought there was a new one that they built right across from Park City. Real, oh, yeah, they yeah. Real oh, yeah. and where the yeah. where the Wegmans is, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I love Wegmans. Because when we were growing up, there was the there was like the cheap theater by like where the Sheets is now, next to the Eden Resort. Yep. And then there was the Kendig yeah. Square cheap theater. I think Kendig's still there. Is yeah, Kendig still Square? There? Yeah, I think it's still there. Is, just... I didn't think it was still there. I don't think so either. I. I forgot Eden? all about the Eden Theater. The, the, yeah, I forgot Queen about Street Eden Theater. That was yeah, like, Queen where, Street. where the like new convention center is. Uh, Queen Street's yeah. where I saw Rudy for the first time. Is the Zotropolis still in Lancaster? I don't. Oh, God, I, don't I don't think. think. So. Yeah, no, Kendig's still there. Kendig <laughs> downtown. No shit. Yeah, Kendig down there in Willow I, Street. Kendig's. It, I mean, it's obviously not open now, but yeah, there are new releases to them down there. So. 
By the way, welcome to Three Count Thursday, your wrestling podcast. Yes, yes. Let's. Uh, this is exactly this is exactly the type of podcast I love to do. To be how much how much wrestling did you watch this week, Tim? I watched twenty minutes of Raw, and I watched the Tony Khan Tony Schiavone commercial. <laughs> okay. Yep. And I watched Sting uh, back up uh, Taz's Maniacs. Yep. And uh are we not counting like the wrestling I put on before I go to sleep cuz if not okay. Then um, that's it. That's it. No, we don't usually talk about that porn host. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I watched the Cody Rhodes Brandy Rhodes announcement on Twitter. Mm, yeah. They're having um, a they're having an alien. I watched previews for the movie The Wrestler when it was on the DVD I put in to, to watch Just Friends. We'll count it. Great movie. <laughs> Underrated Christmas movie. Just what, Friends. The Wrestler? No, Just Friends. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, The Wrestler is very one good. One of my most quotable Christmas movies. Like My friends and I always just say random quotes from Just Friends even though it's like not a go-to Christmas movie for a lot of people. It has a ton of great moments there. Ryan, you would enjoy it. I'm sure. Uh that's one I need to buy. Like I, I need to I need to build my, my Christmas. Who's in that Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. You know what? I might have I might have seen it. You might have it. You don't even know. Just friends. <laughs> I own a lot of movies. Too. Um okay, so uh we, we were we were spitballing a topic today in our uh in our group chat. And actually, you know what? Before we get to the top, we'll preview the topic, go to commercial, and then we'll get back and talk about it. But it, it kind of, in a way, um, I think is is kind of like appropriate for the fact that this is the two year anniversary of the uh, "We Are the Authority" uh, or "You Are the Authority" promo because, like, you know, two years later, uh, there's reports that um, you know Vince and company are very unhappy with the like lowest ratings of all time or whatever. And all of us as the authority, (laughs) (laughs) um, the, uh, the, the Keith Lee and other, uh, other hosses in the WWE being sent to the performance center, uh, for, for extra work, uh, things like that. So there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of like, you know, unrest, if you will, in the, uh, in the wrestling community. So, um, it's, it, I think it's, it's appropriate that we're going to talk about how, um, we might fix the uh, the the WWE. So uh, with that, hang with us. Charlie says he watched five seconds of Raw, turned it off, uh, caught up on uh, Ring of Honor and MLW, and he of course uh, watched NXT last night. So uh, stick with us here. We are going to uh, take our break. When we come back, we are going to uh, fix WWE and uh, much more. Stick with us. Three Count Thursday live. After these messages. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?
You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Three Count Thursday, easy for me to say. We are live here on our uh, Facebook page. We're glad to uh, to have you with us. And I uh, want to remind everybody, this is our last live show. Last live show. Forever. Forever. Or until 2021. And you know what? Honestly, at this point, I don't even know if we're actually going to get to 2021. Because, like... I feel like 2020 is going to just throw us a curveball and end of New Year's Eve is just going to just continue. There's either going to be a new month or extra days in December or something. And at this point, I wouldn't even be shocked by it. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we will not be live next week, Christmas Eve, or the following week, New Year's Eve. We will have content, though. So uh, if you uh, subscribe to us on social media, and you absolutely should, or you uh, subscribe to our show on any podcast platform, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, all of them. If, if there's a podcast platform we're not on, let us know and we'll make sure we get on it. It's like we will we will make sure that we get on it. Um, but uh, we will have content dropping both video and audio, so uh, you will be able to hear from us uh, during your holidays. But we will not be live uh, the next two uh, the next two Thursdays. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, Tim, I think this, this was kind of the topic you, you presented in full. So, so I guess I'll, I'll lend the floor to you. I appreciate that. Um, so full disclosure, I'm piggybacking off of an idea from Ryan. Ryan pitched a good show topic and we group thinked it all together. Um, but WWE, you've all been following the news, I'm sure. You've seen the, the reports of how WWE is unhappy with the way that the television product is currently, um, especially since AEW last week beat all three hours of Raw. Um, so, um, of course, people are now up in arms, and you piggy that piggyback that off of what Big Jim mentioned with Keith Lee, Otis... Um, all, a whole bunch of the Haases, uh, they're all getting sent back down to the performance center for like training and, and basically, ah, uh, don't get off your feet, pal, or whatever, uh, training or whatever. Um, there's a lot of commotion or perceived commotion again. This is all from the dirt sheets, it could all be rumored innuendo, but. We're here to make lemonade. Before so before we get the lemons we've got. Before we get to like fixing the WWE, 
Mm-hmm. Like what? Like what's what's first diagnosed with the problem is sure, but like the whole the the whole people getting all like pissed off about like Keith Lee and Otis and uh, Dio Madden and uh, you know a couple of the other big guys uh, being sent down like. Why, why are people like, and, and I think it's more because Keith Lee was in the group. I feel like that's where the biggest part of the problem is. But like, at, at no, like, I feel like at no point in anybody's career should they be done training, learning, refining, etc. Like, right? Like, am I, am I wrong here? Have you ever heard of Allen Iverson? <laughs> I, that's a clip. Practice? I, yeah. Like. I mean, every, every, every athlete practices, every athlete work. Like if, if I, I, you know, whether you've been in the, in a business for five years, 10 years, 30 years, like, like there's, there's ways to improve. There's a way, there's ways to get better. I I don't necessarily see why this was such a big problem. I I think, I think that's under the assumption, Jim, that the wrestler shows up on Monday and performs and then doesn't do anything wrestling related for the rest of the week. And I don't think that's necessarily true. If you want to be a professional, I think you're at least hitting the gym. I know lots of wrestlers have rings themselves, share rings. Natty's bumping around with Lana, you know, like like her, her, her and Tyson have a, have a a WWE ring in, in like a gym space or a warehouse space. Here's the deal. I have it on really good authority. She stole that. That's fucking stolen. <laughs> she just took it. <laughs> she just, just showed up in the Thunderdome one day and just walked out with a ring. Just walked right out. Just carried it underneath <laughs> her arm. I, I think another part of the issue, though, Jim, is that, like, with most traditional sports, like, if you are not if you're playing a receiver position, like your wide receiver, tight end, even running back, and you're dropping balls, your training is to go out and catch balls. Mm-hmm. And you're just catching balls. I remember when Tiki Barber was the running back for the Giants. He had a huge fumbling problem. Sure. And then all of a sudden, he learns to carry the football up here, and he, like, never fumbled. Sure. So, like... With the WWE, though, this is kind of subjective, not so much objective in the you're dropping the ball or you're fumbling. This is you're not wrestling the way WWE wants big men to wrestle. Okay. Like Keith Lee is doing too much. Otis is maybe doing too little. I, I've heard that DeAndre the Giant, the reason why he hasn't been put in the ring is because he looks really impressive outside of the ring, and then he gets in the ring, and he's not so impressive no more. So like Giant so, Gonzalez. <laughs> very Giant gonzalez and But like, for I don't want to like be so that like... I just not have him wrestle. Like, right, just came out this week about uh, Renee Young. They didn't put her in the ring. She's trained, I think. They didn't put her in the ring because they had something real special with her doing commentary. Why ruin it? They have something real special with DeAndre the Giant. Just have him stand there and look really tall. Right. And, but I think, I really think that the, a lot of the crux of this is around Keith Lee. Absolutely. And, like, the thing with Keith Lee, though, is he's so... 
And I don't want to use the word special. Limitless. He's a unicorn. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's the NBA feared it for the longest time. Big men who could shoot the three. They could put the ball on the floor and drive the basket. Until eventually now, the, the big brooding center who just stands underneath the basket and catches rebounds is a dinosaur and all progressive centers. And, and, and the dinosaurs in AEW. Yeah. But like <laughs> the game evolved. Come on, Jim. They just signed Sting. You don't have to call him that. <laughs> the, the game, the game of basketball evolved to stretch beyond the three point line for all positions and everybody's got to handle the ball. Keith Lee, he's a big dude in the sense that he's thick, but he's like he's six a real two, big dude. He's six two, six three, three hundred pounds, and the only thing he does that's not big man like is he leapfrogs and he drop kicks and he like that's it. Bam Bam did that. Like Vader did that. So why can't Keith Lee do that? Is Keith Lee just getting what's the, what is the disconnect? And like, who is the, who is the set of eyes looking at Keith Lee in the WWE that thinks he needs more polish because you think in NXT, he didn't need that polish. Triple H let him go. Triple H let him do his thing. He had a good theme song there, though. He's got a good theme song. He's got song a good now. one in now. Not as good as NXT. True. Um, I I also wonder. He had better trunks in NXT. He did. The gear was better. I also do wonder too if if part of this isn't a product of the pandemic as well because there's no house shows. Like I feel like some of these some of these like working issues, quote unquote. Could be played out a little better at house shows. Let me yeah, answer but your question not... with a question, Jim. Like, did have you watched Keith Lee and been like, man, he needs to like go back down and, and tune some things up? Like, at any point, has that thought crossed your mind? There, there's been a, there's been a few like Keith Lee matches on Raw where where there seemed to be like timing issues, whether it was him or somebody else in the ring with him. And this past Monday on Raw. Like when he tried to do like the shoulder tackle, which like launched a dude, like him and Morrison, it just didn't, it didn't connect. Like it, it looked real bad, and that may have been on Morrison. I'm not putting, I'm not necessarily putting that on Keith Lee, I, but yeah. there has been a few points where, and and I don't know if it's because the speed, but tempo, even, even on timing issues, though. I mean, we've seen that with a number of people who have never been sent down before, too. Nia Jax. I mean, <laughs> Chris I Jericho. Say, I was gonna say Ryback, but like so, oh. like we have seen that in the past where it's just Titus kind and of <laughs> accepted. So like, but isn't that? I mean, again, this this isn't to be super choreographed. Jr. just came out with a with a great um, opinion of things like AEW huh. and super spotty wrestling and things that look super choreographed. So if, I mean, in true combat, Jim, if you and I were hossing around, it wouldn't look very smooth. 
No, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying it, it is ju- just timing issue. There's just been points in in a couple of his matches that that I've thought, you know, that wasn't. It 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 didn't it didn't look like the Keith Lee that we saw in NXT, and I don't know if that's a differentiation of style from NXT to the main roster, and that that's why maybe there's there's a little extra work, but also in the same time, like I thought too, if if and we're talking like two like training sessions or what have you, like shouldn't it also be said something that they they value him enough that they want to like they want to work with so like if they were just like "Eh, this guy's not this guy isn't working our style right but well well, you know i'm sure it'll fix itself and and a lot of times it doesn't with a ryback or with somebody else because we see how well their wwe careers ended up (laughs) you know i I think we're putting a ton of emphasis on the in-ring um which is the wrestling aspect of the world wrestling entertainment but we're not necessarily putting a ton of emphasis on the stick, and I don't think Keith Lee works a microphone that great at all. It's I, I, I don't disagree, but I mean, if you look at a lot of like the big names that they push, you know, a lot of them it, it just kind of goes with the look. Roman Reigns being the prime example, his best promo is when he took out the mic and said, "This is my yard now," and dropped the mic, and that's it. Sure. You know, that's you know, less than five words. And I think his best work has come when he's had Paul Heyman in his corner. And then you you also take someone like CM Punk, who was fantastic on the mic, and still put Paul Heyman in his corner. So I, I don't know that there's necessarily a ton of emphasis placed on how well you work the stick these days because some of their best people aren't that great at it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think you. I think, I think that's recency bias a little bit because you go back to the Attitude Era that was solely based on folks like The Rock running down every opponent. And again, you can't do that without a crowd. Having The Rock call somebody a Rudy Poo candy ass and there's not a crowd to pop back to it. And I think that's understated in all of this too. Like, there's no crowd. Right. It's just not. So I mean, you don't really need to promo, I guess, now when there's no crowd to react to you. I mean, The Rock was also, what, 20 years ago? Probably era? forever ago. I mean, Austin, you know, it wasn't great, but but did Even what he needed to do. Ago. I mean, Austin 316 was, what, almost 25 years Jesus ago? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, our, I mean, I think I our best mic workers recently, it's it's certainly not Randy Orton. It's, it's probably Cena and CM Punk. Like, who else has really cut fantastic promos every time? that they come out that you can think of. Enzo used to. Enzo Amore. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy's a yeah. douche, but he was good with the stick. I, yeah, he can talk. You can't teach that. And who did they push out of Enzo and Cass? Carmelo. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, what is but, Jim getting? So, like, to... That's a mic. That's the Enzo. That's the Enzo, that's the Enzo mic. mic. Yeah. yeah, but like, I think you're understand. Like, good on the mic is just as subjective as good in the ring. Sure. Like, I think Rand Yorton is great on the mic. He 
presents himself as Randy Orton. The Miz is fantastic. The Miz, the Miz is the, the Miz one is, I, I was just thinking. Like he is the Miz is always on the mic, always mm-hmm. doing work. And Keith Lee has a delivery, has an inflection, has a style of his promo that is uniquely him. And especially in a world where everybody's pretty much doing the same thing, why not have someone do something different? Like that was the new day. Like the new day was the different thing that bucked against everything else. They were given the opportunity to fly and they flew like not everybody has to be a great orator, like Dolph Ziggler, like the Miz, like John I mean, that, Cena. Now that I'm thinking about it, like Bray is fantastic on the mic. Sure. Yeah. Seth Rollins cut some fantastic promos. Deep, and both of those guys his pro- got yeah. pushed pretty good. I think because of their ability on the mic. So, You know, in retrospect, Ryan, I think you are right. You know, the mic work is important, but you do need the crowd aspect to that. Like Daniel Bryan's whole WrestleMania buildup is falls flat if there's no crowd there. I mean, that's that's absolutely right. That goes along with the exact commercial they cut. Remember they they were oh talking yeah about yeah how yeah important the WWE universe was and Daniel Bryan walks out and he does his entrance and there's nobody there no yeah one. right like, I'd be I'd be really curious to 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 see and 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 to know obviously we don't we don't know how long the the Thunderdome and no crowds and and all of this is going to go on I, I I would love to know what the WWE you know Raw audience how they would handle Keith Lee's promo style. Like, I I think they'd be absolutely fine with it. Yeah. I, I, I don't don't think that they're going to call him boring. I don't No, I don't think they'll call him boring. Just, just because he talks really smooth and really, he has that deep voice and he articulates everything that he says that he's going to do. Like it's almost like Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke cut the same style of promo. Okay, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good comparison. And nobody said Elijah Burke, aka D'Angelo De Niro, the Pope. Let me tell you, Pope baby, like everybody, like he had his own style. Sure, and Elijah Burke was known for being a silver tongued dude, and like, yeah, it's uh, I. Th- <sighs> but let, let's I I kind of strayed us off almost too far, um, right. You know, let, let's before we can fix, you know, and, and Tim, like you, you said, we need to figure out what's wrong. And I think this is a controversial answer. Okay. But I think I know the answer. Go ahead. We'll let you go first. I think it's Bruce Pritchard. Huh. Drew goes back to being the, the Scott. Drew becomes the Scottish warrior. Wait, but that was your favorite. That's I thought you were a fan. I hate I know, Scottish I know. warrior. <laughs> I know. Like warrior is a '90s crutch. Ultimate warrior, Texas torn. Like the ultimate warrior was named because of all the other warriors in wrestling. There was the modern day warrior. There was the dingo warrior. There was he's the warrior of all warriors. He's the ultimate warrior. It's like Bruce is giving Vince everything Vince wants. Like he knows the Vince playbook. So 
So he's like, ah, Scottish warrior. Let's put him in a, in a kilt. We're going to send him out there with a big sword. And he's going to be the Scottish warrior. Not the badass dude that was going out and like taking the fight to, to, to Randy Orton. Not the dude who, this Scottish warrior is not the dude who cracks Brock Lesnar's paint. That's not the same guy. I'll agree with that. Like, I, I think that there's too much hands from Bruce, especially now that Bruce runs both Raw and SmackDown. Hmm. Like, it's become a very homogenized, same, same product. But I don't feel like, and and maybe, and, and I've always said that, that one of the problems, and especially right now, and I understand why they haven't changed it. It goes back to Triple H and, and Stone Cold on the, the Stone Cold Sessions or whatever it was, that whatever they used to call it. But USA wants the third hour because mm-hmm. no matter how bad the ratings are, it's still bettering anything else that's on New- USA Network. They want that third hour. But especially right now, in an era where you have a limited roster for various reasons, and 99% of them are probably valid. Um, three hours is a long show. It is a long show. Because SmackDown, like I watch SmackDown. Right. I don't, I don't, I haven't watched either show every week for a, for a little while. But like when I was watching Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown just, it, it feels better. It, and, and, I, I, I can't now I think some of the product was better, but I also feel like the fact that it's two hours, they have to get their shit in quicker, more concise, and in a in a it's in a more detailed fashion. Outside of the Roman Reigns stuff right now, SmackDown feels like a long show. It does. Okay, it really yeah, I probably does. haven't watched I mean, a full the, episode. You're, I think in a you're while. thinking like the Roman Reigns stuff, the Fiend stuff. There was so much good on SmackDown that those two hours blew by. Right outside of Roman Reigns and the La Familia, whatever the fuck they're calling it, um, it's it's a slow moving show anymore. Okay, yeah, I haven't like, probably watched have it in a to, couple weeks. You have to recall, like Roman is going to be responsible for like two, maybe three segments on SmackDown because you're going to have the big Tribal Chief promo. You're going to have a small cut in the backstage with him and Paul and whatever, and then they'll be involved in the main event with Jay Uso somewhere. The issue, though, is that SmackDown has only two hours to play with. It is tougher to fill three hours of television. So you have to put you have to dig into B and C line stories to keep things on the product. Like it's not limited. I I wouldn't say it's limited roster. I think it's limited creative ideas possibly but i like think of everybody on on raw that they've misused or not misused but even like mismanaged to the eye of the people like there is a five person group on raw called retribution why isn't everyone from retribution doing something that's five people that's five angles 
One's a woman. You can t- you can group two people up. That's a tag team. There's a set of tag team titles, aren't there? There's a women's title, isn't there? There's two singles titles. Why isn't Mustafa Ali trying to talk his way into the WWE title picture? Yeah. Like, why not? Why isn't, like, Dijakovic or whatever, May, he's not Mace, he's... Uh, T-Bar. 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 Why isn't T-Bar as the big dude from retribution, why isn't he trying to beat up Bob Lashley? What, I mean, what happened with the hurt business versus retribution deal? Bob, like, like you've got all of these people. Like I just, it, it baffles me. Like I'm, I'm going to WWE website right now. And if I switch this to raw, AJ styles is doing something. Bob Lashley, I don't know what he's doing. Bob! I mean, he's the U.S. champion. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, but like, yeah. Whatever Hurt Business does, Bob Lashley goes. Right. And Bob! so you, so you've got Brawny Strowman. He's hurt. I mean, you, you do need to get Bob Lashley into a feud as soon as you can. Bob! I agree. But he also, who does he have to feud against? Like, who? Roberto Lashley, WWE <laughs> United States Champion. Um, Daba Kato has not been on the Raw, been on Raw since he got drafted. Cedric Alexander's with the Bob Hurt Lashley. Business. Who? Drew Drew Bob! Gulak is in the twenty four seven title. Elias is with Jeff Hardy. Eric from the Viking Raiders is doing nothing because Ivar's hurt. The Viking Raiders. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! Where is it? The Viking Raiders. Why can't I goddamn find it? I swear to God, it disappeared. Okay. Man, our, our sound guy is really loud. Oh, man. I <laughs> gotta break him There it is. There we are. Um, you've got Grand Metal. You've got the Lucha House Party minus Kalisto. You've got. Wait, Tim, Tim, did you say we have to rake our sound guy over the coals? <laughs> yeah, I gotta. He raked my back. Yeah, no, he didn't literally rake it. Um, you've got two of the three members of the Lucha Booties, Umberto Carrillo, Jeff Hardy again. He's partnered with Elias. Jinder Mahal, not doing anything. Hurt. The Miz and John Morrison. Jinder are two- blew his knees out again. Who, Jinder? Yeah, Jinder's out. He had, he had knee surgery in November. He blew his knee out again. Damn. Isn't he doing NXT India stuff? I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, no, it is. They just, they just, uh, really, they just announced that last week. I think. Really? It was that, or I dreamt it. But it was him and the other tall dude. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they, they. NXT India. Yeah. Because it was him and um. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. Because who was the guy that won the battle royal over in Saudi Land? Gosh, what it is was Um no, Man- Mansoor. Mansoor, yeah. Not Mantar. Mansoor. I almost said Mantar. Okay, so get, keep staying on track. <laughs> yes. Keith Lee, I don't know what he's doing. He's just kind of mismoshed in like the upper mid card. He's in a match, I You've think. got the New Day, yep. who are fighting Miz and Morrison, I guess, but also sure. fighting the Hurt Business, I guess. Yeah. Um, Retribution, we've already talked about. MVP, we've talked about. Uh... I'm not even talking about the women, but like Lacey Evans, Lana's the only Lana and Asuka and like Shania are like the only four women on the roster. 
not yep. Lacey Evans, nope. not Mandy Rose, not Naomi, not Nikki Cross, not Peyton Royce, not even really Alexa Bliss. Like Alexa, she's Bliss doing the, the Fiend stuff. What are, like, what are they doing? Wait, they're just packaged. Like, they're just together. Like, so you've got you've got pieces, but there's no focus. Now, yeah. I will give you this. Give it to us, Tim. Raw did do a really horrible rating in December, the same time they always do bad ratings. Right. Like, historically, this is the dead period. SummerSlam to the Royal Rumble, and you get some spots in between. There's nothing happening. Like, there's there's kind of a reason... Like nothing. Like, it's not coincidence that. And how dare you? <laughs> I I remember a fantastic December storyline where Alberto Del Rio's driver hit Santa Claus in his Cadillac, <laughs> and he almost died on SmackDown. And you're gonna sit there and tell me that they do nothing between this. I time have and no the- idea who that is. Alberto Del Rio had to almost kill Santa Claus. Who the hell is this? To think about wrestling being fun in December. Um, I'm like we get te- that wasn't storyline. He probably was just driving drunk. He probably was. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Santa Claus he just he like, saw he who? saw the long hair, thought it was Paige. It was a mess. Oh, and so oh, anyway, wow. so what happens though? It, it's wow. typical WWE fair. Like now they're going to overreact. Sure. And they're probably going to do something crazy for the Royal rumble. Like good. <laughs> eventually they'll pull, eventually they'll pull out of whatever funk they're in. There's a lot of hurt people right now too. Um, There's hurt people. And I also think like, you know, they're, they're not. Cause like, I feel like sometimes when you have a full roster in the back, Sometimes things will get thrown together just because they're like, oh, uh, so-and-so, I, you know, we haven't used you in a while. Let's put you into this. I the feel like that's championship. But I feel like that's not really happening right now because they're not just bringing people to the building if they're not going to be used. Yes, Matt. I just want to point out that Tim said they're going to do something crazy at the Rumble. And Jim said, good. So when Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble, Jim has to come back and. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, but, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. WWE puts themselves in these holes where they're like, we need something big. Like we tried on the you can hear it now. We tried on the Keith Lee experiment, it didn't work. We tried Otis, it didn't work. They're gonna do the same oh, yes, crap Chucky, with we have our top suspect. They're going to do the same thing with Big E. And then they're going to resort to reaching out to their old bag of tricks. And they're going to reach for guys like The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, The Rock, somebody to come in and do a big pop on the rating and... Or, or to get a buy rate or to get people talking like regardless of what people think like when goldberg comes back it does reach a part of the fan base it's like yo 
I remember Goldberg was cool as fuck in 1998. I bet he looks just as cool now. And that's enough for them to buy the WWE Network and look and see old man ass Goldberg doing something. Or, oops, I crapped my pants. <laughs> or, I mean, his, his, he was the, still bald and his beard was still gray in 1998. At, at the very least, it's getting them to look more on the YouTube product. They're following the Twitter product more. Like, the name Goldberg still resounds sure. with a fan base that remembers when wrestling was the hottest. I mean, and the, the, so the, it's Rick not a, it's not a, he doesn't have to come back and wrestle. It's not a coincidence no. that <gasps> it's not a coincidence that in the month of December was, was when Sting debuted with AEW. Like, I don't think that's coincidental. Like, you know, because it's, it's, it's you a, you can't do winter is coming in fucking yeah, summer, Jim. <laughs> well, right. I mean, especially Winter's in Florida. Gone. Um, okay. So we, we, at least now, I mean, quicker it, besides Bruce Pritchard slash creative, does anybody else have like, what is broken before we can get to what, how we can fix it? You yeah. absolutely have to get rid of that piece of shit. Thunderdome. That is your problem. It looks the exact same for Raw, the exact same for SmackDown. It does absolutely nothing for me. I wish they would have slid Raw and SmackDown into the CWC for a week while building the new one and see what that product likes with even a smattering of live people to react in the moment to what's going on in the ring. I'll go one step further. WWE, for the most part, has been shot and directed by the same guy for over 30 years. Kevin Dunn. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Like, the shaky cam. I hate the shaky cam. The Kevin Dunn shaky cam. The way that it's... The way that wrestling is presented on TV, with the exception of AEW... And NXT is the same. And even NXT, to a certain degree, is getting the backwash of Kevin Dunn, for the most part, unfortunately. But it's like AEW looks like a different product. Sure. They hold on shots more. They choose different camera angles. The way they present it with the ramp behind the ring, like it's a different look and feel. And WWE. At the same time, AEW misses some shots. AEW has really bad shots when the action falls out to the ring and the camera's too close. Agreed. So the WWE, while it's boring and very vanilla, they have perfected that for the most except part. When, yeah, say, had, except when Edge, Edge hits the spear. They've had 50 years. You're right. To perfect it. Also, if you if you if you rewatch, show, it should be that way both ways. Right. If you rewatch the 2020 Rumble, they have fixed that in post, so you get the Edge Spear when he comes in the ring. By the way, um, I agree with both of those. Like, I mean, the Thunderdome is what it is. I mean, right now it's 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 a shit situation. Do it? Do I wish that they would have some sort of live fan uh interaction there absolutely i like i I like the cwc for nxt over the thunderdome see i'm cool with the thunderdome but i i i also don't have a problem with the thunderdome 
Like the Thunder, the Thunderdome is WWE's answer to the the the, the NBA bubble. Yeah, I say the NBA did it. Um, you know, it, it you know, it, it's just it, it's a it's a product of this period of time. Like what's kooky to me about the Thunderdome isn't so much like the virtual fans. I get that. But it's literally they're because of the Thunderdome, we're hearing like all of WWE's tricks. Mm. They're piping in crowd noise. They cheer their leg boots. when they do kicks. <laughs> they're they're piping in this is awesome chance. Yeah, like they're piping in like like the new day claps. The fans are still taking pictures and flashes are going off. <laughs> like it, it it's almost too unnatural. Like they're trying to make it as natural as possible. I don't I don't and dis- by doing so, it's unnatural. I don't dislike fake crowd noise. It, it they they gotta work on the mix for sure, because it does get too loud. But like to me, I'd rather have ambient crowd noise in the background than it to be quiet. But that, but that fake crowd noise only works if there's no real crowd. Like if if you watched NBA preseason, you've seen they don't still have that like viewers like they did when they were in the bubble. It's just empty arena, pumped in crowd noise. And it feels the same. I think it works for things like NFL games because you're not seeing video boards behind the action with crowd faces. You just assume the arena is full and you are zoomed in on the action. But they can do that with wrestling. They can. They Big won't. Potter does it. Yeah, and right. they won't. And like that's that's part of WWE's problem. Is it like? WWE they, they cling on to stuff well past the expiration date. They do it with their superstars and they do it with these like new fun things that they can try out. Like it, it was fine when they did it initially when it was working in the NBA bubble. But then like I feel like NBA saw like we we shouldn't keep doing this as we bring our season back because they haven't and the and they're not going to want. like right. Gonna- there's no way they could set up the virtual fans in all 30 arenas across the NBA. Well, especially because some of those arenas are going to double for hockey if right. and when hockey like, returns. They, so they it's, it's not can't. Well, yeah, it's, it's not it's not feasible. No, not at all. It's not feasible, but I also think they kind of saw that it wasn't like adding to the experience for the viewers. Like it, when I was watching an NBA game, it wasn't like I was paying attention to the crowd at all i don't necessarily pay attention to what's going on in the thunderdome but it's still also a glaring presence that kind of demands your view at some point during the match especially when there's a break how much do y'all want to bet that the thunderdome to vince and them isn't for the tv product it's for the workers because he did no crowds for the right. longest time. And then he, they went Thunderdome and WWE, like sometimes I felt a certain way about like Sasha and Bailey when there were no crowds. 
because like you you react some type of way in the live audio the live feel when you have an audience perceived as real or actually real it's pumping your adrenaline pumps a different way sure when you're in an empty arena or where when you're in uh a full arena i mean i i i would agree that i think it's more for the the worker but i also think that that um behind the scenes in 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 the in live events you know because you had the end you know you had the nba virtual fans and because that the the live events industry has try, been trying to figure out ways to do anything that th- this this was a a sign of things that were being worked on and things that were were coming down the pipeline the nba nba had done it and the wwe was like we can do that too so while it was for the workers, I also think it was because it gave them an opportunity to do something that was going to be happening in the industry anyhow. Not the wrestling I mean, industry, but the, the events. To me, it feels like they also just wanted to be different than what AEW was doing. Cause Probably. AEW first, with their workers being the fans, and then WWE did that, and we all kind of saw the comments of, oh, well, WWE is just copying sure. AEW. And I'm sure Vince heard that too. He's like, "Well, we we need to stop this and do something else." Yeah, I would agree with that. It was, it was even certainly then, reactionary to that, I'm sure. But even then, like if you look at the way AEW did workers in the crowd and the way WWE did workers in the crowd, AEW had heels and faces cheering heels and faces, and in WWE it was cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys and no personality. I know that's Zia Lee at ringside. I know that's like Casey Cannizzaro at ringside. So like mighty be- Casey, like I believe that, but like you tell, you tell me that this big dude over here cares about the little baby face guy in there. He looks like a bad guy. He's so he shouldn't be cheering for Finn Balor. He should be cheering, cheering for Kyrian. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did. Like, um, okay, so we, we've we've identified some problems. Now comes the question of 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 how do you fix it? And I think the the uh, the, 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 the a picture Ryan shared to us was like if you could move somebody from main roster to NXT, um, you know, maybe it involves that. But but how? Um, you know, we, we can go around the room. If somebody wants to start, volunteer, feel free. But, like, what would you do to fix the WWE? Not, And that's assuming, I think, Tim, like you said in in our chat earlier, you keep the, the, the Raw still three hours, SmackDown still two hours, NXT still two hours. You know, because the easy answer is Raw should be two hours. You know, make Raw shorter, uh... You know, even do an hour and a, you know, you, like that to me, that's an easy answer, cheap answer. So how, how would you fix it? Who wants to go first? I, we can go. I mean, mine's real simple. Uh, we just signed a brand new deal with Tropicana Field and you did the exact same thing. You, you have to change up the Thunderdome, if not get rid of it completely. Here was your chance to do something different to just make it look different. I think Matt used a great word. I think we've passed the expiration date on the way the Thunderdome looks. You could have, I don't fucking know what you could have done. I'll say, what, what would you do different then? Like, 
I, I really, I would have made it look smaller and kept it in like a CWC feel. If you're going to have some folks there, you, I feel like you just need to have people truthfully react to what's going on in the ring. Here's the deal. We've all called matches. Jim, we, Jim, I know on, on uh, the, the four of us minus Tim, we've called big shows for the pro wrestling empire. Hell, hell in a cell matches. We've, we've called NWO spots with like Bischoff. Like yeah. those were electric moments. And we, as commentators played off of that Absolutely. emotion from the fans. It always does. I, I, I do AECW every month. Sometimes the house is lower. Maybe it's a snow day. It, it's hard to get that emotion. Whereas a packed house, you just you play off of that, and sure. you absolutely want to perform better in front of screens. Jim, I mail it in on this podcast every week because we do it through a screen. That, that's the honest truth, Ryan. I'm I I, I haven't I haven't you noticed tell me to be here. I mean, I haven't I, I truthfully haven't noticed a difference from when you're sitting next to me to how you are now. Every Thursday, yes, you have. I don't bring French fries over. There's well, that's no true. Delicious candy. That's true. I don't get candy and fries. But in terms of your production on this show. Exactly the same. Oh, for no, real? I mean, Ryan used to be a little more dancey in the older episodes. The bar is set low. <laughs> I mean, Ryan did come to the pre-show, post-show topless tonight. I don't know why he didn't keep that. Um, I don't know why he Sorry, didn't I, keep That's okay. I froze up there. Uh, I don't know why he didn't keep that for the actual show. But see, yeah, maybe that's the thing. And if, if we would have been live in studio, maybe he would have remained topless. I mean, like, threaten him with a good time. I'll say, like, I mean, I know for a fact Ryan will not take his shirt off for the remainder of this show. He is pantsless. Either goddamn right. Who? Wait, are you guys wearing pants? No. I say, like, why would we? What? what, One leg on? No, it depends (laughs) on the day. No. I mean, some days, some days you just don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, quarantined. Um. Tim, how would how would you fix the WWE product right now? So you have to change. Well, it's the biggest problem I've had with WWE. You have two different shows that don't look different. Make Raw and SmackDown look different other than Red Mondays and Blue Fridays. Like change it the thunderdome is based on the the intro to smackdown right so if anything should keep the thunderdome look it's smackdown because it's the intro to smackdown but raw there's nothing raw about raw raw should be in the cwc or or raw should have raw should like things you have to change the look between the look and the feel whether that's how it's like people shit on it but raw underground was something different that raw did that smackdown didn't that gave separation on the product and personally in going along with that you can't have raw and SmackDown have the same head of creative. You can't. I get one mind, one vision, one WWE. 
I get One Vision, that. great Queen song, by the way. Like, I, I get that you want singularity and you want everything to feel like the WWE. But, but yeah. Yeah. But so, but soda you've the Coca-Cola company owns Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite. Well, even just look Barks. at even just look at like the It the, doesn't all taste like Coke. Right. It doesn't all look like Coke. It all tastes different. Sure. So make it be different. It's not that hard. And your and your characters need to be the same way. For me, it's not um, cookie cutter. Yeah, for me, like make things make sense. Like because you know you you broke up the two conics. Why? Because now Peyton's just in a tag team with Layton, uh, Lacey Evans when she when she's there, and Billy Kay's on SmackDown handing out promo pictures. Like why? Right. Like you broke up the new day, okay? So it seemed like Big E was going to get a push. That's kind of faded. Why? I mean, he's he's now he could have got a push with a goddamn new day. Still he on he could have, but like, yes. I, but like, I I don't I don't necessarily have a problem. If you if you break up the iconics, you broke up the rockers, and Shawn Michaels became Shawn Michaels. Like Peyton Royce could be an all time female talent if if you do it. Like they broke them up and have done nothing. You break up the new day, and it's kind of, you know, and and there's conflicting reports that like Big E, there's no big plans for Big E at WrestleMania. Like to me, it was like, okay, you break him off, you know, you you kind of there's a little bit of up and down, he wins the Royal Rumble, where then he builds a product to, to to WrestleMania. And I get it can still happen, but it doesn't feel that way right now. Maybe maybe Jim, you have uncovered the answer to all of this. And it is undo everything they've done from the draft because everything seemed to be going yeah. pretty well. The bro was on SmackDown. Styles was on Smack. Everything seemed to be going well. And I think this was the worst draft they've had ever. And this is the result of it. Yeah. Like it just none, none, none of the things they've done, I'd say in the last two months, you know with the exception of like roman with you know miz getting the you know miz being money in the bank like i've actually been enjoying that because it's it's you know i i'm when's it when's he gonna do it how's he gonna do it is he gonna win like there is some intrigue there but there's Couldn't more they have just done that with uh with otis though it could have like just have otis do it but like you know i i don't i don't i don't hate the miz with the briefcase is my point but like a lot of what has been done in the last two months since the draft makes no sense. Like, make it make sense. Like, that's whether it's a big roster, small roster, whatever, no matter how large the show is, make it make sense. Um, Matt or Mark, what 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 is something you would do to fix WWE right now? The easy answer is they're in Florida where there's literally no rules. What is stopping them from having a live crowd? Like Vince is not a moral guy. I very highly doubt he gives any fucks about the pandemic. So what's stopping him from just letting fans into the arena to watch on a weekly basis? I mean, if, if that's the easy answer, then take the easy answer. 
I don't necessarily condone it. I don't agree if they started having this, but what's stopping him at this point? I mean, the governor doesn't give a shit. I think what that what it might be though, Matt, is they may not have a venue that's large enough for the WWE product, but small enough to account for a smaller capacity crowd. Like Daly's place is the perfect venue. Like AEW is so fortunate that Tony Khan owns Daly's place. It's an amphitheater that's big enough to hold wrestling, small enough to have just the right number of fans in attendance. You've got the backdrop of the TIAA Bank Stadium so they can do other things around the venue. It's it's perfect. I, I mean, I, I don't. WWE doesn't I, have I don't. That. I don't. But, but what's stopping Vince from just buying something like or that? finding a place? Because like or they're, buying the Jaguars. Because <laughs> like I mean, they're they're obviously they're paying to be in um, uh, the Amway Center. They're paying to be in Tropicana. Like, why would you not find another? There's got to be another amphitheater or something along those lines. And I get like then it's then it has to be because of their production. And I guess they don't want to do the amphitheater thing because then again, it's too much like AEW. But even if they did a, an amphitheater, you've seen the WWE production. Massive. Multiple production trucks. They're pumping out so much power. Right, they're not doing these snakes and sparklers like AEW is doing for their pyro. No, and like the they're Tron. doing Husker do's, Husker don'ts. You know, they're doing they're doing them all. Like so many LED boards, and like they are like like the difference between the production setup between the WWE and AEW is yes, they're both the circus. WWE is Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, and AEW is the Universal Circus. <laughs> like the Universal Circus. Is still dope, but it's not but Ringling it's Brothers. Not the same bells and whistles as Ringling Brothers. That's fair. Like it's not the same. You get two different feels from both, right? But the Ying Brothers focused on elephants for far, far too long, and people got the shits of that, and that eventually ran them out of business. Correct. But again, when when also when the pandemic's over, we're not going to see the Thunderdome anymore. You know, we we will see. It'll be a great day. Sure. So I mean, like, why not take advantage of the situation you're in at this point? Well, the Thunderdome is realistically they're going to be Tropicana like Field until like March or April, right? But I feel like the Thunderdome is very expensive for them to put together. Like, that's money that they probably could utilize doing something like it, even if it's paying fines or something like that. See, you got to remember, though, they just cleared a whole bunch of money off the books by firing a bunch of people. Well, so that's, that's true. All, that's all found money. They can reinvest that. But back how much the- were they really paying the Bennett's? Let's be honest. Plus, they probably cut some salary. A billion dollars. Off. Sending all the fatties back down to the training center, so they probably like skimmed 
some of the salary off the books there too. We figured it out. They're not doing training. They're filming the next WWE film. It's WWE heavyweights at the performance center with all those big tubbers. Stop it. Cut it out. I have a glandular problem. Coming to Disney Plus in January 2021, <laughs> WWE heavyweights. Yes. Um, intern Mark, what's uh, what's something you would do uh, to fix the WWE? Uh, oh, man. Well, the uh, lack of live crowds for me personally really is, uh, has been something that really yeah, – I. I'm so sick and tired of seeing the video screens. I really do enjoy NXT because there are some fans, quote unquote fans, and same thing with AEW. Um, and even the the storylines, I think, are I couldn't tell you really what's going on on Raw or SmackDown right now with storylines other than uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Roman Reigns, and I think the Miz and uh, Keith Lee have something going on. But I, I I tell you what, this is probably the most disinterested I've been in in. Raw and SmackDown in very long time. I do keep up on NXT every week, but some better storylines. And uh, I think WWE brought up some uh, like Riddle and Keith Lee way too soon out of NXT, and now they've done nothing with them again, and it's just very disappointing. So, yeah. Also, like better storylines, get some live crowds in there. I think everybody's general consensus is is. We are super hot for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. We're super hot for The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Tim is super hot for Randy Orton. These are guys that we don't see wrestle much at all. What was that sound? It was the explosion. I don't remember yeah. clicking that. Uh, so, like, they're just not wrestling on Raw or SmackDown. So, what's, I mean, short of a talkie segment, I'm not going to make it through three hours of Raw. To see the fiend have a Firefly Funhouse, right? And the fucking little squirrel thing show up in the back, and Riddle talk to it. So, like the the two people you mentioned that we're both really excited about, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, Ooh-ah. have recently, or as recently as a year plus can be, have changed their characters to be something captivating. That's fair. Roman Reigns is doing some of the best work that anyone has done in wrestling right now on the mic and in the ring, Paul Heyman or not like this tribal chief head of the table, show up and win free the nipple. I mean, again, is this, is like really Roman Reigns or is this a creation from story writers given to Roman Reigns? Because we wouldn't, we wouldn't shit on Roman Reigns back in February for dumping dog food on anybody that was given to him by a writer. Right. So, it, it, I mean, again, we're not talking real-life people here. These are characters. Right. And the writing but, sucks. Right. And Paul Heyman, like, you have to think Paul Heyman has his hands on it. Matt. So, speaking of, of Ray White and him being one of the most hot wrestlers in the company right now Um, my friend Jason commented on the post earlier do we think that um, there is coming to the point where it's oversaturation with Bray Wyatt 
in the cinematic matches being as how good he is in the ring. We'll find out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that, that was the question that we posed on the Facebook page and that was his comment. I mean, this will be the, at least the third, if I'm not missing any cinematic matches for Bray in 2020, since the pandemic started at like WrestleMania. So three in eight months, does seem like a lot for someone who is, as he said, very talented in the ring when he gets the opportunity. Is it kind of like we're just playing off of how good the cinematic matches are for Bray and they might kind of go to that well too often at this point? If it's still good, it's still good to me, uh, you know. But again, it's it's when does the show jump the shark? You know it when you see it. If it's this Sunday, then it's this Sunday, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll get through the slammy and, and TLC predictions in in somewhat rapid fashion. But um, yeah, right, but, but do you like risk getting to that point where you do jump the shark with someone as hot as the Fiend is this year? Like, um, well, I that? I think I mean I think that's also why you got the Alexa Bliss integration with the Fiend, and obviously you know. She may or may not get it. I would imagine if this cinematic, she's probably going to be involved in this matchup somehow. Um, so I, I think it's probably still going to be okay. And your hope is I that three months from I now, don't think it's a problem. And maybe three months from now, you don't, you I mean, don't have. That to. was more my question. Like, do, do you have those concerns though going into? This? I don't. Like, I personally okay. don't. Well, it I, is, I, Jim, it is I know a... you don't. Like of all people. <laughs> Jim's gonna love it either way. It's already an A plus Kobe in the in the report card that Jim filled out. It's it's a it's a pay per view. This should be something that is captivating. We're not seeing cinematic matches week in and week out. Totally fine. And we haven't seen him as frequently as we did before. Right. So okay, I was just curious, just because it's a good like, question of, yeah. of all the people that we have seen in the cinematic matches, the Fiend certainly dominates those at this point. Because he's a perfect fit for it. Sure, yeah. and, and that's, like, that's fair. I mean, he, of any of the people that you're going to feature, The Fiend is the obvious choice for that. Yeah. He's the most movie-like of everyone. And, and you know, like with this one especially, like the story is there. The story has been presented well, and it, it goes back to the um, uh, the, 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 the the previous one years ago with with him and randy so house of the house of horrors match so um you know there there's a logic no, it, it certainly does make sense this time too i just get his point where you have one of your best wrestlers who can go in the ring and you're just relying on him on these matches where you have the ability to sure. say cut and let's try this again because that wasn't what we know you can do fair it's, it's it's definitely yeah definitely a good and fair question i did see that one uh, earlier so thank you any closing thoughts on this before we get to slammies and tlc uh i guess my basic thought would be uh and this goes back to like the rise and fall of the ecw when when paul Heyman was talking to ecw i think the wwe needs to figure out what their positives and their negatives are and they need to hide the negatives and accentuate the positives and try to make the best of what we can until we get back to uh to business as usual hopefully just looking, soon i'm looking forward to a very prosperous 2021 like 
I'm curious to see what type of magic they pull out for the Royal Rumble because you know they're going to. And because they need to. <laughs> we could forget all we could forget all of this ever happened in a month. Yeah. But it just sucks that WWE relies on big one-time events to make us forget three months of pain to get us all excited again. And, and I mean, it, I think all of that is exemplified, like, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's magnified, not exemplified. It's magnified this year because time is irrelevant and, uh, you know, it's, it's all within its own capsule. So yeah, uh, we'll see where we get with, um, with the Royal rumble. Um, and like Charlie said, I go back to the first brand split with the two completely different brands. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. Like that goes to Tim's point with splitting creative. I, I think that's to me that's that's like the easiest and probably best answer. Um okay. So who is who is the craziest person right now that we see in the Royal Rumble to try to hook an audience? Goldberg. The the winner, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Because I listened to the Renee Young podcast, I'm going to say CM Punk. Yeah, I was going to say I, I have it in my news and rumors. C- yeah, CM Punk, we'll, he addresses we'll, we'll, exactly yeah. what it would take for him to we, come back. We'll, we'll get to that because I saw that clip last night, and to me, that's an open invitation. And But we'll get to, to the reasons why. Um, so I'll go with Tim, and I'll say Punk. That- I listened to the Renee Dupree podcast, and they didn't talk about that. <laughs> All right. Is he talking about Pat Patterson? Let's. It, it, he said that's exactly what he said. It's going to be the hologram of Pat Patterson. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's go to uh, part two of uh, of our Slammy Awards. Uh, we gave out the first half last week. There are five categories uh, this week. Um, these again were pulled from WWE dot uh, com. Uh, this one ring uh, ring gear of the year: Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins. The New Day, Bianca Belair, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Carmella. Um, my favorite, and they've they've been my favorite gear overall for, for the for the last good while. Is uh, the New Day? There's always something new, always something different. Um, it's uh, it's it's always something pretty fun. Uh, so I, I like uh, I like the uh, the the New Day. Uh, Ryan, uh, were there specific gears? Not on this one, at. no. They so just... I think there might be. Really? It, it, because they... on Twitter, they posted specific pictures oh. with each person. Is it like, the color the color spot one for the New Day? Like it's, the... The, it's the Gears of War gear. Oh, yeah. I'm okay, well, I, I, because I didn't, I didn't see those. I was just pulling this off WWE.com, and there yeah. wasn't anything even linked I mean, to it. Could, I'm going to go it gear in be. general. I could, you could go gear in general. I'm going to go gear in general just, just for sake of, of us. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I would also say new day because I like the, the white one where you like would have to color it in. I thought that was, that was, that was good. Uh, Tim. I mean, I'm also going to go to the new day. Um, They've always gone the extra mile to do something creative and fun for themselves throughout the entirety of the year. I mean, you look at their Basquiat gear from WrestleMania with Kofi Mania. Well, that was the tail end. It was last year, but like um, this year they had the color by numbers for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had their '90s throwback 
um, that had like all that and like Nickelodeon slime and stuff like that. Um, and their Gears of War gear was pretty sick too. But I'm also going to give a, a honorable mention to Bianca Barrel. I love Bianca's. For the, for the simple fact that Bianca makes her own gear. Oh, I didn't know that. Bianca makes her own gear. Well, yeah, badass. I, I love her gear. Every she, gear she, she's every gear she's she does her own hair and she does her own gear. It was it was the new day in her. That, that those were the two that I was I was debating. So um she if I would have known that of gear making. If I would have known that, maybe I would have actually given it to, to Bianca. So um uh, intern Mark. Well, for the reason stated above, I'm gonna have to go with New Day. The creativity and uh, behind it, there's so much in the gear. There's three of them, so there's so much gear. I'm gonna go with New Day. All right, very good. Um, since Matt is coming back here uh, into the shot, Matt Ring Gear of the Year. Did you hear the nominees, or were you already out of frame at that point? Uh, Natty. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, is that your final answer? Sure, why not? Awesome. Uh, then we go to breakout star of the year: uh, Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Otis, the Street Profits, and Murphy. Um, and uh, I, I got to go with it. like I would have never, and and I don't think if, if without a pandemic we don't get him in this spot one way, uh, anyway at all. I'm going to go with my boy Otis. Tomato chips. Uh, in the uh, in the with the money in the bank, unfortunately, it kind of uh, did tail off here at the end. But but overall for the year, I go I go Otis. Uh, Matt, we'll go to you. I mean, hats off to Jim for throwing his vote away for a third party candidate there. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a two person vote between Bianca and the Street Profits, um, and between the two, oh man. I'm just going to go with Bianca just because I'm a bigger fan of her at this point than the Street Profits. But I think they both had very good years. Very good. Uh, in turn, Mark. I got to go with the Street Profits. Um, it's hard to argue that uh, they didn't have uh, probably as good as yours are ever going to have. So I'm not a big fan of them, but I do respect their work. And uh, let's go with the Street Profits. I got the smoke. All right, uh, Tim, who do you got? Uh, for me, my breakout star of the year will be the Street Profits. Um, I don't think they're going to like, – in my heart, they should win it, but I think they're going to win other awards and they're going to swing it around. Um, so, But for me, nobody broke out better in 2020 than – broke out and was consistent – as the the street profit fair ryan consistency is key and i want to thank you tim for um repeating what the category was because i was checking twitter and didn't hear a goddamn word uh that jim had said so you set the table for me it is absolutely the street profits <laughs> very good uh then we go to female superstar of the year oscar sasha banks bailey becky lynch and charlotte flair um, if I would have, if I would have made this, um, award in, in the summer, it would have been Oscar hands down, but, but especially, um, over the duration, the consistency, uh, it came down to Sasha and Bailey for me. And, and I, I'm going to go with Sasha because here at the end, 
She got the title win, and uh, she actually defended her title. So, um, well done, Sasha Banks. Ryan. Um, This goes to uh, Asuka, if it's a true fan-voted thing. The fans would vote for Asuka. If not, I think Bailey um, carried the ball and uh, was a real was a real trooper. So I'll go, I'll go Bailey. Tim. I'm going to go Asuka. Uh, had a strong beginning of the year. Wins money in the bank. Uh, wins, earns the WWE women's title in, in its stead. Holds it, loses it, retains the title. Is challenging for the, Smack, the tag team titles. Challenging to be double champion. Um, still currently the Raw women's champion now. Uh, I, I don't think you can beat Asuka. Uh, intern Mark. I don't think anybody's ready for Oscar. Oh, hi, Mark. So I'm going to go with. Hi. I'm going to go with the. I got to go with Oscar. I thought she had a great year um, through the uh, no crowds. She's been so entertaining. So Oscar's got my vote. Very good. And Thank Matt. You, um, I would like to say shout out to the four horsewomen for all being nominated on this award i think that's pretty awesome like all these years they have still stayed pretty true to uh their their dominance in that she's on my wall i love sasha banks she's my favorite of all time but it has to be oscar this year i think she's just absolutely killed it she carried the women's division i think when we were all just kind of wondering what was going to happen and I would love to see it go to Becky just because on a personal level, she's having a fantastic year. But if we're talking in a ring, it has to be Oscar. Yes. That was my question. Like Becky is Becky's January to WrestleMania worthy of being in the talks for no. superstar or female superstar of the year. No. Like, she's getting she's getting by on the on previous merits and like it speaks to like the lack of right. depth like who okay so who who would who would be your fifth nominee Dana f- Brooke for female superstar of the year I mean, just for smashing that picture Dana I mean and Charlotte's been out since Dana Shannon's had a very good year Naya for all the jokes has had a good year she's not like most I really um, enjoyed what Lacey Evans was doing earlier in the year. I mean, we all thought she was going to get pushed to the moon. That's prior Cameron to Grimes. In the bank. So um, there there are opportunities to put new people. Lana's had a good year, too. I would say Alexa Bliss should be on, the at yeah. least in the, in the discussion over Becky and even Charlotte. And here's another spot. Like, unfortunately, like, I get that this is the WWE Slammies. Right. But like NXT. Right. Why is like NXT do, not involved? NXT here? does their own year end awards. Well, that's true. It. That's fair. That's fair. But also, like, why not include them in Survivor Series? Why not include them in part of the Slammies? Like, there's. Well, this- I read somewhere Triple H had a thing. Uh, I don't even know where it was, but uh, it was right around. Uh, war games that they were like look we're really cool the wwe or raw and smackdown have survivor series and and we have war games and that's that's how it is well i think he's so i don't know if i think he's playing I mean, pr a at that company point line from a company guy that's fair 
I think the reason they weren't involved in Survivor Series is because of is is truly because of the pandemic, and they were just trying to keep more people out of the building than needed to be. I, I really do. Like I, I, I truly think that if if the pandemic doesn't happen and things are normal, I do think NXT is involved in Survivor Series. I mean, if you expand it though, like Rhea Ripley did have a very good twenty twenty. Sure. Um, Yo, Shirai um, had a really good twenty twenty. Shotzi Blackheart had a very good end of Q three, start of Q four to twenty twenty. So, yeah, you, you could put a lot of people in this that they they but at the same time, that's kind of WWE's MO. Like, remember when Rock Cena won match of the year? And it was just <laughs> oh. rock bottom versus AA 17 times a piece. So, thing sucks. Vince is going to Vince. Sure. Sure. All right. Then we go to male superstar of the year uh, Drew McIntyre, Roman oh, yes. Reigns, <laughs> Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, or The Fiend. Um, Bray Wyatt, and just just due to like l- length of period of time, I think the I think the right answer is Drew McIntyre. Like I- I'm sitting there looking at Roman Reigns, and from the time he's returned till now, it, it, by far he's he's the big dog, he's the tribal chief, he's the head of the table. But you know, I look at who's the guy that that really carried through the, the, the bulk of, of the, the empty arenas. And that and to me, that that's Drew McIntyre. You go back to Royal Rumble. You go back to WrestleMania. It, to me, it's Drew McIntyre. Uh, Matt. I've never been so, so disappointed. <laughs> I like how Jim was like, he is the head of the table. He is the tr- as if Roman Reigns is right around the corner and is going to spear you if you don't acknowledge him. Hey, big as- dog! I- <laughs> Come on now. He is the big dog. He is. Matt, <sighs> Matt, who's your male superstar of the year? I mean, <laughs> this was the year that you could have said Bray Wyatt, and it would have made sense. I, I, it's Roman Reigns. I mean, that's that's the obvious answer, but. There's a very clear argument for Bray Wyatt and a ball. Nope. Not even going to go on a rant. It's her mark. Who do you got? Boy, I, and this I was really thinking uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, no, go, you weren't. Go with don't, your heart. Go with your heart, Mark. Don't let, you were not thinking that. Don't man. let I, Matt influence you. I, I was thinking. McIntyre, honestly, I was because he had a really strong beginning of the year with Lesnar and uh, WrestleMania and everything. And I tell you, Roman Reigns is coming in so hot at the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with the Fiend, <laughs> that, and that's fine. There you go. I love that answer, Mark. Great answer. Perfect, uh, Tim. Who do you got? I'm glad I didn't upset you. So, Damian Priest. <laughs> there's no way. In the history of ever, if I ever say Damian Priest is the superstar of any year, sauce it. I have COVID. <laughs> I had a fe- it's a fever dream. I'm being held. I'm being I held under so, duress. Someone pay the ransom and let me go. Like, who was the wrestler of the year in Keystone Pro Wrestling in 2017? 
uh, the Lancaster City Police Department. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Bring them up. Oh, my. my answer for male superstar of the year. Way out of line. Way out of line. I picked Drew McIntyre as my overall superstar of the year last week. I don't think they're going to give him both. Fair. So they're going to give male superstar of the year to the next best. He had not one, not two, but three dynamite programs throughout the duration of 2020. He's responsible for the greatest wrestling match ever. It's the Viper, the Apex Predator, the Legend Killer, Mr. RKL Man, Randy Orton. Like, Randy Orton, by, like, far and away, male superstar of the year. Aside from Drew McIntyre, he's been around the entire duration of the year. He's been involved in the most main events. He is... He's in that picture. Reigns came back, and none of you saw it coming. (laughs) Randy Orton has been free in that titty since 2003, Roman Reigns is a little late to the titty party. He is, even though now he is the head of the titty committee, he was not even a member of the board for the longest time. Maybe if the fiend fiend let some titty meet out, we don't need to see that about him. But then again, Jojo knows. Jojo knows that once Bray starts pulling that titty meat out, everybody's going to want, Two scoops of Bray and shit. Denied. Go to 101soundboards.com to access the sound. If you already <laughs> like came from sound. there, please reload the page. One. What the flying fuck just happened? Alexa, shut up. <laughs> what? Flying hell. <laughs> just ha- That's my own sound that I uploaded. Good lord. There, that's what I was supposed to be. What the hell? Oh, my. Um, Ryan, Ryan, I hung the Out of Snowwear shirt just for you this week. Such a piece of shit shirt. <laughs> Ryan, who's your male superstar of the year? I gave the uh, superstar of the year to The Fiend last week. There is no question in my mind the man that should be the male superstar of the year. He was uh, victorious at WrestleMania. Oh, so it absolutely is. Drew McIntyre. No questions asked. That guy went through hell and... You guys don't have to like him in a fucking skirt with a little sword. That's fine. That guy carried the WWE on his back. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome, Jim. We don't agree on that. Because you two dickheads also like the fucking main event at WrestleMania with AJ Styles and your quote-unquote best in the world. I'm not saying his fucking name. So it's not it just plays the music. You can it's say shady the money. Here we go. Play the music. Money talk. I can't even play the sounder. Alright, then we go to moment. Uh, we're still doing this, Jesus. There's it's the Christ. last one. It's the last one, and then we got a TLC prediction. Um The Undertaker's final, final farewell from Survivor yep, Series. That's the moment. Winner. <laughs> 
Uh, Drew McIntyre defeats Brock Lesnar for the WWE. That's the moment, apparently. I'm surprised you're reading this without a full-blown erection, Jim. Um, WrestleMania 36, Becky Lynch announces her pregnancy uh, raw on May 11th, 2020. Edge returns in the Men's Royal Rumble match uh, back in January. The New Day's farewell address, SmackDown, uh, October 16th, 2020. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman unite from SmackDown, August 28th, 2020. Bailey betrays Sasha Banks, uh, September 4th, SmackDown. Uh, the New Day gets drafted to different brands uh, on Raw in October. Are there for this bullshit award? Seven? Eight? There was eight. <laughs> 22. There was 22. Um, my, my moment of the year... Um, and it goes back to a, a far away time when we had fans and people were allowed to be sitting shoulder to shoulder next to each other. It is 100% Edge returning at the Royal Rumble, without question. That that that's an all time moment. Uh, Ryan, we go to you. Absolutely, no question. Edge. Tim. Edge made me cry out of my eyes and my penis. He did. I I, was, I saw Edge the eyes horrible. part. I assumed the penis part. Uh, intern Mark. Edge, Edge's return. Edge, Edge. <laughs> and and Matt, uh, who do you got? I mean, yeah, Edge is the obvious answer, but shame on both of you for not picking your idol of the year, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> winning at WrestleMania is the best moment since he clearly won the year, hands down. Easily no question. Did. I mean, he did, but also, no. like, it's not the moment of the year. Yeah, it's not the moment of the year. It's it, the cumulative male superstar. The cumulative moment no, is singular. Fine, no. Drew McIntyre, that's my vote. I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre doesn't have 87 puppets and a fake house to live in. I didn't pick fucking Bray. Yeah, he Wyatt. picked. He picked the the, the ooh man. The bullshit answer because none of them were absolutely acceptable. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's fast forward to this Sunday. Uh, live from the Thunderdome, it is the uh, TLC pay-per-view. Uh, we have uh, six matches as of now. I assume maybe something will be added tomorrow night on SmackDown. Uh, but let's start at the bottom here. The New Day, Kofi and Xavier defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Um, I keep thinking they're going to do it, so I'm going to keep picking it until either this feud ends or... Um, or I, I I just end up being right. Uh, the Hurt Business is going to win the Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, Matt. Yes, Hurt Business. Intern Mark. No business like the Hurt Business. <laughs> Very good, uh, Tim. Hurt and jerk. There we go. And Ryan. Roman Reigns. <laughs> the greatest thing to happen in all of 2020. <laughs> All right, then uh, the hurt business for sure. Thank you. Uh, Then we go to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Um, Love Carmella. Wouldn't be shocked to see her win, but I'm going to uh, say that Sasha uh, retains. Uh, Devin says the New Day uh, will retain their title. Uh, Ryan, who do you got? Sasha or Carmella? Uh, Sasha, of course. I'd be shocked if Carmella wins. Unlike Jim, would you see it coming? What? Carmella. Oh, what's the goddamn tagline for this stupid show? Does it ha- oh, let me find it. Hold I was going to say, I don't know if it, it I, I mean, I'm sure it has one. Uh, I'm sure it does. Um, That's- Tim, uh, well, I'll go to Mark next. Uh, Mark, uh, Sasha or Carmella? Oh, the legit boss for sure. Sasha. Uh, Matt. Sasha, 
All right, very good. Matt, would you see it coming if, if Carmella won? I would be more surprised than Roman Reigns returning. Oh, thank you. Uh, Tim, who's your answer and what's the tagline? There is no tagline. Etch. No. Uh, <laughs> Sacha. Sacha. Uh, Devin has Sasha as well. Then we go to the WWE Universal Championship. It is Roman Reigns defending uh, against Kevin Owens uh, in a t- tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, no stairs this time. Real, uh, I know Ryback's disappointed. Um, the the, the, the Uwa man, he's going to win. Um, yeah, I, I love Kevin Owens. Match should be good, but uh, it, it's, it's Roman Reigns. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about this one. I think it'll be a very good match, but in the end, Roman Reigns, the male superstar of the year, will come out on top. Uh, intern Mark. Well, I won't see this pay-per-view because I buy pay-per-views based on tag lines. So <laughs> somebody let me know if uh, Roman Reigns wins. That's what I'm going to go with. Will do. Uh, Tim. Uh, wah. Ryan. Roman Reigns. Uh, then... Mark, the, uh, the tagline is, at least there's no big show stairs match. <laughs> All right, then we go to the uh, WWE Women's Help Tag me. Team Championship. We have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against Asuka and a partner to be revealed uh, later. Uh, let's start with, uh, you know, because we saw the, the, the injury angle to Lana. Who do we think the... Uh, to be determined to partner is uh, to me. I think this one is a easy welcome back. Charlotte Flair, Ryan. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Dana Brooke. Perfect. Tim. Woo. Charlotte. Um, intern Mark. Uh, Asuka and Charlotte. Uh, Matt. I mean, the obvious answer is Charlotte, so let's say Nikki Bella. Perfect. All right. And, Marie. <laughs> she's, been, she's been training. She has been. Do you guys been. hear what Eve, where, where Eve, where Eve Marie might get partnered up with? No. So there's a rumor that she is the person that Angel Garza has been talking to. Love it. Give, give Inject that into my veins. <laughs> Do you have the sound clip of Eva Marie's dad saying flat no? <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> um, okay, who wins now? Who wins the match? I have Asuka and Charlotte uh, winning the match and the titles. Uh, Ryan. Team Shania. Uh, Tim. Sharlaska. Uh, nice. Intern Mark. Asuka and Charlotte. And Matt. Team were not like most girls. Very good. Uh, Devin has You team. guys think Charlotte's coming back and they're going to burden her with those goddamn tag team championships? Why you not? They want to make, the- make her the third of the four horsewomen to hold all of the titles Ugh. that you can hold. Exactly. In the WWE. That's the only title she's, she hasn't held before. A, the only thing she ain't been is damn king of the ring. It's true. And if they want to make those tag team titles mean something, you put them on the most recognizable woman in the company. And because the make sure tag team team partner Charlotte Flair. That's ridiculous. 
Uh, Devin has Team Naya. Uh, then we go to the Firefly Inferno match. Uh, the what the hell is this? No fucking clue. Uh, I assume it's going to be some sort of cinematic house that is on fire. I don't know. This roof. Uh, but uh, The Fiend's going to beat Randy Orton. Uh, Matt. Very nice. I'm still okay. pissed that I, I I waited and waited. I never got that pop, and now it's like $50 fucking everywhere, and it sucks. I, I, I screwed that one up big time. Uh, intern Mark. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the theme and Smokey the Bear special guest referee. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Tim, who do you got? I still don't even know what the hell this match is. I, I have no clue, but who's going to win and it? Tim is correct. Nobody's going to win it, just like any other cinematic match we've seen. The it's eye in. for an eye, right? Like you're not going <laughs> to legit poke somebody's eye out, right? Like what's? Well, no, that their their budget for uh, for fishing coming, for Tim. for fishing lure balls is as run out. They don't have the budget for another one, so we can't lose does, another eye. Does the loser of this match become extra crispy? I don't get it. Like what exactly happened? Uh, he um, becomes Sal Volcano's um, alter ego from uh, Practical Joke. There's J- Crispy. Uh, uh, f- fiend. Okay. F- 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 fiend. Uh, Ryan. I do love that you said extra crispy. I do want to plug real quick. Lifetime's original short, A Recipe for Seduction, <laughs> a Lifetime and KFC collaboration. It is available now. It dropped December the 13th. If you have not seen it, it is the corniest, stupidest shit you'll ever see. It's on the YouTube. Watch along coming at you. It's on YouTube. We should absolutely do it. It's well, we, we have Lopez to do something for Harlan the next Sanders. two weeks shows. So, Mama Mia. Say, like there was one person in Three Count Thursday that was just hating on this Who? from the moment he heard about it, and now he's singing its praises. Who? You, you. seem. You it's seem the dumbest to... fucking thing ever. <laughs> It's fantastic. It's lifetime. It is hilarious. So good. Um, Ryan, do you have a winner for the... Intern Mark, he turned his camera away from his face so he could scream obscenities (laughs) into the abyss. I don't think we've actually... It's 16 minutes? I don't know if I've ever heard Mark swear before. You're out. It's so good. (laughs) I changed my mind. I thought it was a for real movie. It's a mini movie. 16 minutes. It's so good. We do to do. A I, don't match I, I, I don't know. I I don't know. He wins this match. I may be. I may be. Uh, it may be too late for me to to watch it. It might be. Here's passed. the deal. Ah, fuck you, Jim. Um, <laughs> we should all just, just go get some KFC it! takeout. And no, you should get some. You show. should get some fried chicken from a local establishment. And oh, Decker, celery fried chicken. There we go. <laughs> all right. So nobody, you, Ryan, you say nobody's winning. Yeah, it's going to end with uh, Randy Orton, like, dying or something, but The Fiend will win. <laughs> okay. Then we go to a TLC match uh, for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles. Uh, I have Drew retaining the inter- or, yeah, the Intercontinental title, the, the WWE Championship, but I, I say this is where we get The Miz successfully cashing in his money in the bank briefcase. Uh, which sets up some intrigue going towards the Royal Rumble match. Uh, Ryan. Frozen. What? No, Ryan, 
Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles TLC yeah, for the WWE absolutely Championship. Drew McIntyre. He is the uh the, the male wrestler of the year. Perfect. Uh Tim, who do you got? AJ Styles wins TLC and the Miz cashes in on him. Successfully? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh intern Mark. I'm gonna go with uh, Drew McIntyre, the wrestler of the decade. Uh, Matt, who do you got? You know, this is all full circle, and now I understand it. Because <laughs> Drew McIntyre, the wrestler of the year, would have no other worthy opponent than AJ Styles, who wrestled Shane McMahon at, at a WrestleMania. And he would have no other worthy opponent to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase than The Miz, who wrestled Shane, McIn- Shane McMahon and lost so i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> we all lose we, we all lose drew mcintyre wins because he is you're the a loser person who can beat the man who beat the man who beat shane mcmahon beat the mac man <laughs> that is some convoluted rick flair shit there but it works good god Okay, so that's fifty percent, and you add sixty six to two. <laughs> so that's uh, so that's TLC. We have two items in the news and rumors, and then we will get out of here. I promise you that. Um, Is anybody even listening? There's three people listening. Oh, hey guys, <laughs> three What's million. Up, Devin, Charlie, and Devin says Drew McIntyre is going to win. Would. <laughs> All right. Um. We alluded to this earlier, Tim did, uh, uh, on an episode of Renee Young's podcast, Oral Sessions. She asked guest CM Punk what it would take for him to to return to wrestling. He said, without wanting to insult anybody on either side of the fence, any WWE talent or AEW talent, it would take, above all, an interesting scenario. A story that would be fun to tell. Also, just the stupidest amount of money, uh, but they could save themselves a whole lot of money if they just presented a fun storyline. Uh, I think there's more interesting people on the AEW side uh, because I've never wrestled them before. Um, On the WWE side, I don't know that there's anybody that's currently there that I haven't wrestled that I'd be interested uh, in wrestling. He then added, I feel like a shitbag even saying uh, about the ton of money thing. But on the WWE side of things, there's baggage and stuff that has to be worked through. So I don't know how you get there. I really don't. Uh, again, without basically a blank check, which is, I think, something we've alluded to over time. Um, so, you know, I, I love the question. I, I love the response. It obviously gets the uh, the rumor machine working on both sides of the fence. Um, so do do you guys see, do you guys think CM Punk lands anywhere or do he just continues to be doing whatever it is he's been doing uh, for the past X number of months? He should probably try MMA. <laughs> I'm just surprised that Jim is no longer calling him Phil. Isn't that wild? I, I, I've 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 cooled off. Uh, time time heals wounds. I want him to do whatever he wants to do. Yes. Period. If he wants to come back to wrestling, come back. Come back. If you want to stay the f away, then by all means. Keep your ass home. Because here's the thing: when he's when he's on and wants to be there, he's real damn good. But 
don't yeah don't just do it to do it but when did when did he half ass it i'm not saying he didn't or that he ever did but like if if he if he's at that point now where if he's only doing it because there's a shit ton of money then maybe it runs that fear anything Right. Well, I mean, that's why I would do just about anything. I mean, sure. Just about anything for a shit ton of money. Yep. But I feel like if CM Punk is getting a shit ton of money, he's at least going to give you your money's worth. I don't think he's one of those guys who's just going to collect the bag of cash. Like, I don't know, uh, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I think he would at least come in and have at least enough respect for, you know, everything and everyone that he would give you a show if he's coming back. I don't the think problem, the problem with your logic, Matt, is that in order to get the full CM Punk experience, CM Punk has to wrestle a 25-minute match. And to get the full Goldberg experience, you need about 90 seconds. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, but I, I, to the to that extent, I feel like if you throw a shitload of money at CM Punk, he will give you a thirty minute match. Fair. I don't think he would be one of those guys to squash or get squashed. I think he would go in and give you a full blown match. Um, and uh, Jason, who asked the question earlier about Bray, asked me at one time in our friendship what would be my dream WrestleMania match? And I told him it would be Shawn Michaels versus CM Punk. I would have guessed Shane McMahon versus CM Punk. It's a dream, not like unrealistic <laughs> match. Jim. Let's, let's come on. Let's live on planet Earth here. Please. <laughs> but that would have been my dream match. And I think he would still come back and give you that level of match and put someone over. They're both still alive, and Vince has the money to make it happen, Matt. Welcome to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> wouldn't be good at this point. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, and then the uh, then the final item uh, I have is uh, Ric Flair was on ESPN's The Jump this week and may have spilled news about the, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame having a physical location. Uh, he was talking about, I guess there's some, like, shoes that he's – now, Tim, I'm sure you're aware of the shoes – are you Game gonna, sevens. Are you going to be buying some of any of these shoes? Unfortunately, the pair that I want to buy is only women. <sighs> so the men's Bummer. version is all blue. Mm. And the women's is white and gold. And the white and gold is absolutely the look. And those blueberry jaunts. But I guess that they're modeled after some of his robes. So he was talking about, he Tim, said. Tim, uh, you, you have a, a woman in your life. There's. No time got like tiny feet to buy a, nah, buy a she, nice gift. She got big hobbit feet. I love her big <laughs> hobbit feet, but she got big hobbit feet. <laughs> she 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 got she wear men sizes. Her feet be big. Wow. Oh, that's fair. I get it. Hey. Um not not everybody small and dainty. They don't Yeah. It's my little sheep. He he said I have like 30 I had 36 or 38 robes. Uh, the gold one, the Dame, the Dame Seven Shoes are based on, was one of my favorites. WWE is actually in the process of building a Hall of Fame, a physical structure in Orlando. Uh, it's been delayed due to COVID. Uh, they want to put the gold robe in there as something that I wore. 
Um, so this is, I mean, we, we've kind of said, hypothesized for a while that we thought there would eventually be a, a physical location, most likely um, down in Florida. So this is just kind of uh, putting a little bit more uh, structure to that, to that, you know, long rumored uh, thing. Uh, you know, my, my brother lives in Florida. It gives me another excuse. My wife wants to go to Disney. Uh, I want to go visit my brother and my nephew. So put, put a WWE hall of fame there. You'll give me even more reason to make it to Florida. If you can believe a 97 year old at six o'clock in the morning at a goddamn TV show. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jim, I assume your question was threefold. So no, I'm not surprised there will be a brick and mortar show. Uh, Hall of Fame, yes, I will be buying the shoes, and yes, I am surprised that when you started that sentence off with Ric Flair spilled, it didn't end with some sort of liquor or bodily fluid. <laughs> In cup. <laughs> uh, God damn it, this soundboard, I, you know, I gotta fire this sound guy. You please, don't even go here! God damn it. Everything, you know, everything's a goddamn disaster on this uh on this today. Any any other anybody have any other thoughts on that? There, that's the bodily flow. Every time no. I want to hit that button, it, it's bad. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh Ryan, you got anything to plug? Yeah, it's R Y N E A G L E. Uh I don't I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Uh Matt, you got anything to plug? I do, Jim. Thanks for asking. No so, problem. Um, of course, the 76ers season started back up preseason, but regular season starts on Tuesday. Jim, I know you're excited now. As I'm a, excited. As it's a, our Sixers, baby. Fan. Um, on the Three Count Thursday YouTube page, we have started the 12 days of Christmas countdown where we are giving you a Christmas Mad Libs with a wrestler every day. So today it's with Billy Starks, but there have been four others at this point so go to the youtube page check that out we will have one every day leading up to christmas eve christmas day who knows there may be nothing there may be a good surprise uh as um they said in bad santa they can't all be winners so maybe you get nothing on christmas day we'll see <laughs> um and also stay tuned because there will be some christmas content where we do another christmas draft for big jim rounds out the episode by saying that he will clean up all the wrapping paper that was on the floor on Christmas Day. Fuck you! His <laughs> final day. So, uh, at 3CT, the letter A, Philly, as in Philadelphia, number 8, that's me. 3CT affiliate on uh, Twitter. And Notre Dame has one game left this weekend, and then hopefully two more. We'll see. But I'm super obnoxious this time of year on Twitter, so don't follow me. This time of year. Intern Mark, uh, you got anything to plug? Oh, let's see. I want to say uh, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there. Our Festivus is coming up next week. And uh, Merry Christmas. But we'll be back before that. Not live, but, you know. All right, very good. Uh, Tim, you got anything to plug? Oh, yes, I do. Uh... Add another tool man across all platforms Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat if you care. Uh, that twitch.tv thing still open, but I'm never really there because all of my creative juices have been going into the, the 
sub first best podcast available for your ear holes. Obviously, Three Count Thursday is 1A and 1B is Final Wrestling Place. Uh, it is myself and my good close personal friend, Marcus, where we talk about uh, retro wrestling um, or just kind of, it's not your everyday, it's it's a very different show than this one. Um, especially next, this, sun, this Monday and next Monday, we are doing a two-part year-end bonanza, the best and worst year ever, where we are going through uh, this coming up Monday. We're going to try to find the shining, the silver lining that has surrounded the dark cloud of 2020 in the world of professional wrestling. And the next Monday, it is going to be the... It's going to be the early version of the 2021 NBA Slam Dunk Contest where Marcus and I grip it and rip it and dunk on everything wrestling 2021 or 2020. So it's going to be great. And then we do owe you guys the live watch along for uh, Crystal Marshall and Teddy Long. That's going to be the first episode of 2021. So we're booked. We're ready to go. And if you're a listener of Final Wrestling Place, we may have some something special for you. When you tune in on Monday. All right. You can uh, follow me at Big Jim Sports. Uh, you'll probably see me uh, tweeting angry tweets about Clay Travis and our idiot president. Uh, wear your goddamn masks. Uh, I'm sick and tired of not working and not having a career. Wear the fucking mask. Be smart around Christmas. Um, but uh, thank you for uh, all the support uh, this year uh, and every year. Like I said, this is our final live show. Uh, of the year but we will be back we'll talk to you um so subscribe make sure you're following us on social media youtube uh and uh and all the podcast platforms uh and and we will have content coming out to you next week and the following uh but until then guys stay safe stay smart and go for the pin Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?